Hello, welcome to Love Alexi. My name is Alexi Wasser. I'm your host, and this is my podcast. And my guest today is Emmy nominated actress Michelle Prada, aka Mish. She spells her name M I S H E L, uh, so it can be a little bit confusing. Michelle, Michelle, Mish. I call her Mish because we're that close. Anyway, you guys, it's such a wonderful episode. It's about two hours, and my God, uh, I feel like all the best, uh, most important takeaways, things that will make you feel less alone, less like picking at your face or spiraling emotionally uncontrollably, all happen at the end of this podcast. Hey, it's all great, but the real uh, heavy hitters... The real beautiful uh, nuggets of knowledge and things to put in your pocket to make you feel less alone so you can navigate your journey on this earth, on this planet, um, just happier, feeling less alone, all happens towards the end, that final hour. So, uh, you know, stick with it. Um, You guys, it's a beautiful conversation I have with Mish. Uh, We talk about a million different things. We talk about acting, cooking, being nominated for uh, for her performance, for her show uh, in... Fear the Walking Dead passage, and uh, and also we we go on this journey. We talk about relationships and dating, and and how women take on the responsibility and all the guilt and shame of like sexual uh, ex- exchanges. Like when you go out with somebody, or if you have a one night stand, or whatever you get into, it's so funny how it's like the woman who bears the burden of that, even though it takes it takes two to tango, uh, as they say. What anyway? Um, I'm blathering. I'm blathering on. Uh, I'm in a bizarre mood this week. I don't know what's going on. I read my forecast, the August forecast for everybody, I guess, uh, on Mystic Mama. I used to be into Susan Miller on Astrology Zone, and I still read my horoscope on Astrology Zone. Uh, men, cover your ears. If, you're, if your ears are bleeding because you can't take this, it's too feminine, how dare you? Just get the fuck out of here. Um, not for you then, but everybody else uh, who's into this, stick around. So, I used to read Susan Miller's Astrology Zone forecast, and I still do, and that's all fine and good. But then I discovered Mystic Mama on uh, on Instagram, and then you can click for uh, for an even more in-depth reading of what's to come every single month and moons and what it all means and the stars and how you're going to be feeling. And I can't believe how dead on. I swear to God, I'm not I'm not naive, okay? I am suspect to being had on... Uh, you know, with astrologers and forecasts and all that stuff. But, you know, I also own crystals. And if it feels right when I'm reading a a forecast on Mystic Mama, I'm going to be like, thank you. Um, So lately, I'm right in line with Mystic Mama's forecast for people and what they may or may not be experiencing in August. And I just feel like I'm a raw nerve walking the earth. I feel so sensitive. At times, I feel like I'm on the verge of a, ner- of a nervous breakdown. But also, I feel very excited because I feel like I'm on the precipice of like uh, my life changing. Like I'm making all these changes in the way in like old behavior. I'm trying to get rid of bad habits and just old behavior where I spiral and worry about what people think about me, where... um just maybe uh, people in my life need to go. Certain people are like, I've outgrown them or they're not right for me. It's just not healthy and we're not really for, I don't know, just, and a million other things, just the way I look at myself and how I want to kind of, how I kind of want to 
be in the next phase of my life, if any of that makes sense, where I just don't want to feel insecure or like I don't matter or apologetic for myself or all this old weird bullshit that's just like a time waster that's really unnecessary and I don't don't even understand why I act that way or feel that way about myself sometimes. It's just like bad behavior and old habits from days gone by that are ingrained in me. So yes, I've been walking around this earth feeling like a raw nerve and uh, I've been trying not to drink, and that's difficult because I went out this weekend to Sundance Next Fest. Oh, and I saw Janixa Bravo's movie, Lemon, and it is fucking incredible. Run, don't walk. Please support this movie. Janixa Bravo is a writer, director, badass, creator, um, just so smart and talented and such, uh, I don't know, she's just so inspiring to me. And uh, I saw her movie and I loved it. And then uh, I saw Golden Exits, Alex Ross Perry's movie in the theater at at the Ace Hotel this weekend. Uh, And it is a perfect movie. I love it. I just, I love it. It's so radically different from everything uh, that's out there. So please see that movie. Um, What else did I see? I saw LA Times. That was very fun and entertaining. Maybe I'll have the writer-director from that movie uh, on on the show. But... uh, feeling like a raw nerve and going out to such like a big to do like the Sundance Next Fest, which is like such a scene and all the cutest, hippest people are all there. And I just felt like, oh, my God, how can I handle this? How can I handle this? I know I have bangs, but uh, I don't I don't always think I'm cool. But uh, I did it. I did it. And one of the nights I even didn't drink. The other night I had three beers because I'm a person. I'm figuring it out. Anyway, that's where I'm at in my life. Um, I'm very excited to bring in this conversation that I have with Mish today. It's honest. It's uh, it's just fun. It's all over the place. It's tangential. It's just two girls living their lives, sharing their stories. There's a lot of talk about Trader Joe's, periods, uh, ovaries, freezing your ovaries, freezing an embryo, just a lot of... A lot of stuff you guys want to hear, I'm sure, and uh, you're welcome in advance. If you want to find Mish, find her on Instagram at Mish underscore 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 Prada, uh, and uh, where can you find her on on Twitter? You can find her on Twitter at you can find her on Twitter at Michelle Prada. That's M I S H E L P R A D A. And uh, she's also part of an all-female art collective called Damarosa. Go to damarosa.com for all of that information. And uh, and I forgot to let you know, this is a rosé-fueled conversation. We begin drinking rosé at 12.15, and we talk for about two hours and uh, finish the entire bottle. So, yep, that's a first. That's the first time I've gotten drunk on my own podcast, and I loved it! Anyway, uh, I'm going to shut the fuck up, but before I do, I'm going to say all the, uh, the the things I usually usually tell you guys. If you like this podcast and the wonderful guests like Michelle that I have on the show, please support the show. Follow us on, uh, you know, subscribe on, on iTunes, rate the show, leave a comment, because I really do read all the comments, and it matters when you rate and subscribe. Um, you know... Love Alexi podcast is a listener supported podcast. If you want to make a donation, I will give you a shout out the following week. You can donate via Venmo at Alexi Wasser. And uh, if you want to send letters, emails, thoughts, concerns, questions, asking for advice, guest suggestions, please do send your emails to dearlovealexi at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, until then. 
Oh, I believe my guest next week is Brett Gelman. Get ready for him. And uh, But now I'm going to shut the fuck up so you can enjoy my incredible tangential journey of a conversation, a beautiful conversation with a beautifully kind, wonderful, talented artist girl, my new friend, if you will, Mish Prada. Now entering Nerdist.com. Oh my god, it's happening! Start recording! This is incredible! Oh, we're good. oh wow! Hi! Hello! Oh my god! Hi. What? I can't believe it! No, for me. Okay, I just, I, Oh my god! You, I can't oh believe it! I just realized I didn't bring glasses. Oh my god! Oh. Do you have glasses? I can't believe that we have across the screen. That's you are there. Because like, okay. look at your beautiful face. You guys, what you can't see is <laughs> I, Michelle brought beautiful uh, rosé. And flowers! I can't believe this. We're Are already we recording. recording. We're now? fully recording. We're fully <laughs> recording. Oh my god. Oh, whoops. Oh, shit. Um, so that's Aristotle, my producer. Oh. Closing the Hi. door. Get settled. Wait, what's happening? Are we getting glasses? Do we have glasses? Have cups? Have glasses, but... Oh my god, Do we, we have, have cups? cups? I can't believe... <laughs> we're so highbrow! This is incredible. I have to insta-stories this immediately. I know. It's fucking hot outside. It's I, rosé weather. I'm mispronouncing your name because it's, it's Michelle, but I still... But it's spelled differently. So okay. is it Michelle? Is it Mish? What so the fuck? Every, a lot of people call me Mish, but it's Michelle because um, <laughs> my mom named me after the Beatles song, okay. Michelle My Bell. Michelle. Uh, but she's not from the United States, <gasps> so she completely wrote my name so that it would be pronounced like the song. So what do I say? Just what say I Michelle. Do? Michelle. Wait, <laughs> Michelle or Mich- Michelle? So I've got to say it like me, like Alexia, yeah. me, it's and then Shell. It's all about me. But I just want to make sure I say it right. Okay, so I'm going to insta-story this. Oh my God, look at this. I can't believe it. Uh, Michelle, that's how we pronounce it. Yeah, Michelle yeah, or Prada. Mich- I just don't want to fuck this up. <laughs> don't, you she, can't. The only guest who's ever brought me rosé and flowers. This is what all the guests have brought you. <laughs> you boneheads, I can't believe it. Take a lesson. Unbelievable. Um, all right, let me tag you in this. So um, gonna... Yeah, because the other thing is that in Spanish... Michelle is Michelle, and she she was like not down with that name. Oh my so, God. anyways, but that's why most people just call me Mish because it feels kind of obnoxious to be like. Maybe. I answer to most things actually, as long as you're looking at me. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll make sure to do that. But I, wait, I just don't want to fuck. I always hate it when I'm not sure on the pronunciation. But oh. oh yeah, she she's going right for the. I'm just gonna call you Mish because that's easier. That's what most then I, people. Yeah, I'm calling most you of my Mish. friends, and I feel like I'm your friend. <laughs> I, there's no going back now. I, okay. I'm like I didn't put mascara on for you. I should have. Where do I put? What are I, you're taking them? Oh my god. He's gonna swipe Aristotle them. just took the flowers. He's probably gonna give them to his girlfriend later and whatever. What, what are you doing? I love it. God. Oh my mm. god. And you poured me. It's a little early for me to be drinking, but we're doing it, right? It's like 95 degrees outside. It's we're 90, good. Oh god. Um, where are you coming for? Thank you for being here. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Oh my god. I think we covered all of it. I don't yeah, know what else there is to say. Done. Okay. <laughs> we nailed it. Where are you coming from? Um, I just did a, I just moved to Echo Park. Yeah. Uh, so cheers I've been me. moving. Cheers yeah, me too. Cheers We're going to, okay. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Mm. Wait, do you want any rosé? Yeah. No rosé? It's, it's so also, French. I just realized your glasses over there. Oh, well. Oh, it's fine. One know, more plastic. Plastic like, glass. It's like people. youthful. It's just youthful. <laughs> it's very cool. We can handle plastic. Um, okay. So you just moved uh, to Echo Park? Yeah, I just moved to Echo Park. Um, so it's been a lot of just getting life reset up after a few years. Yeah. Where were you, yeah. Where'd you live before that? Uh, Lake Hollywood. Lake Hollywood. We're giving, you know we're giving all is? the listeners a tour of Los Angeles <laughs> right now. They're like, what? Say what? <laughs> 
my God. All the way from Lake Hollywood Echo Park, Mish. Mish and me. <laughs> That's our pilot. <laughs> oh, my God. We'll have it all written by the end of this uh, bottle of rosé. Yeah, let's do it. Um, there's a bottle of rosé from Trader Joe's. Uh, that's like six ninety nine, super dry, cool bottle. An- another um, twist off. Yeah, I love because it's a twist, twist off. Starts easy. It's the future. It doesn't mean it's lowbrow anymore. No. But there's a very cheap twist off one. Not that there's anything wrong with lowbrow. Not <laughs> anything. Goddamn, we're wrong not with lowbrow. We are not above lowbrow. Um, but we're trying to be. But anyway, <laughs> but we're like striving to be. We're so cool. We're not. <laughs> we're so highbrow. We're like down with the lowbrow. Oh my god! <laughs> but I love. There's this. Yeah, but they have this uh, rosé that I'm like crazy about what is it what does the label look like i gotta show you it's like purple pink it's very hip the it's like Mm. the bottle is like is 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 a stylized shape of like a woman's body it's not like super curvy but it's like a one bump of a curve and it's like i'll show you i'll send you screen grab later but it's like very cool um but wait you're nominated for an emmy right yeah well the show i'm in is nominated and i'm the lead in it tell us everything um yeah it's Wow, yeah, it's a really, it's a new category for short form series. So it's just, I don't know, it's kind of wild. A year ago, I didn't really, you know, you kind of take these steps and you do these things and then then you're going to the Emmys. Well, tell all the <laughs> listeners what we're even talking about. I will have already oh, introduced yeah. you in the in the uh, intro, but but it's it's Fear the Walking Dead. No, Passage. Passage, yeah, okay. Fear, Fear the Walking, the Walking Dead, Dead Passage. Passage. How many of these Walking Dead shows are there? I'm so bad about all this. Franchise. You know, it's like Superman goes to lunch and you know, it's like they keep they just keep keep making the And people love it, obviously. Yeah, yeah. It's it's actually been a really uh, incredible fan base to get to know. Yeah. Um, really Who are they? Uh, just people that are into the Walking Dead and and I um, actually went to one of uh, the conventions for the first time and Which one? Uh, it was uh, Something in it was was it WonderCon was it no no Comic-Con? it was in it was in Europe actually outside of London maybe Aristotle he knows all this stuff Galaxy something Galaxy well anyway I'm it like, was really cool I'm like panic looking at Aristotle tell us, we're like tell, tell, us, us, tell us all the secrets <laughs> we're, we're on the secrets. Nerdist Network I mean, we should know um, but what I found is that it reminds me a lot of music festivals oh really in a way that I think people kind of think one way or another about music versus uh, comics and those type of franchise but it was really fun it was yeah. really cool and well, also like you're in a situation where did you have a, did you have a booth and everything uh, yeah I was with uh, just a few other people it was but kind of a Walking Dead crew yeah that's what's happening yeah so of course like you're a goddess there right <laughs> I mean you're already a goddess just like walking over here any street oh, yeah, any yeah. any street you're walking on you're Aww. you're a goddess but you go to one of those things and you're on that show yeah, it was. People are going to freak it's just, out. It's really, it's just been a really fun thing that you don't think when you when you book something and you're working and you're sweating and book getting something. Gnarly. What's that about? I've never <laughs> I've never done that in my life. Oh, but uh, tell me all about it. Um, and you're working and sweating and you're not wearing any makeup and it's just all about what's right in front of you. And then you get to meet these really wonderful people that are just really into the whole universe of it. It's been really awesome. How long have you been doing that? Just, uh, well, we shot last August. Yeah. Um, and the first episodes started airing in October. And then the last ones aired, I want to say, April, May-ish. So this is, like, all very recent. Yeah, yeah. It's all been very recent. So it's been a really cool thing. What were you doing before? 
Like, what were you working on or what other things? Um, just a lot of, I mean, I'm part of a female art collective called Damarosa, and I work with uh, this director, Jesse Hill, who's my little creative little who is, wifey. Who's this? She's amazing. And so we've just writing and creating stuff and auditioning and yeah. just making art and doing doing art shows and stuff. And you're single or you're not single? I'm not single. You're not single. Hands off, everybody. Back <laughs> off, you boneheads. Get the hell out of here. I'm like stuttering. I don't know why. Um, is auditioning just the worst thing in the world? Like, or you make it seem like, to me, I just imagine, like you and I were talking about this the other day when you, because you went to one of my girls' night I in. did. It was really awesome, Thank by you the for way. coming. Let's Thank talk you. about that for a second. I mean, that was really cool. I started spilling my guts in a way that I wasn't expecting, and I was like, blah, 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 blah. A lot of girls did. It was weird. A lot but of, it's like, really cool to was, have that space. It was cozy. And then, uh, oh, you cook. You mm-hmm. also cook. This is what, you know, exclusive. Love Alexi exclusive with me and Mish. <laughs> but, uh, and you brought food, and then you left. You accidentally left the the plates. That's oh, the leave behind. That's the leave behind, so I can call her, so I can call her <laughs> back later. So I mean, hang out. But uh, but then, oh, and then I had a guy. I'm just giving, setting up the backstory. Yeah, tell me listeners. everything. But, uh, but I had a guy that I'm dating who was visiting me because he lives in another city. So you're still dating. We're still dating. We got oh. over the fight, but I'm just telling the listeners that, okay, so you came to a girls' night in. Yep. Had a great time. We all shared a very intense uh, sharing circle, what have you. You cook. You brought wonderful things. Everybody ate everything. You left the plates behind, so I would call you again, and I did. And then you came by my house the other day to pick up the plates, and you guys, everybody out there listening, all seven of you or whatever, uh, <laughs> I was like, having this like super uncomfortable fight conversation, whatever, with the guy who was visiting me. We had gotten into a fight, and, we're, and he was just in my apartment. We were talking. It was like so heavy, and it seemed like the heaviness would never shake off. And I was like, oh, God, this started off so great, and now we're fighting, and now he's in L.A., and now we're talking and talking and talking. And then Mish swings by to pick up the plates. <laughs> and you, like, hop in the car. I know, seriously. And I, like, went downstairs. I told the guy, I was like, you stay in my apartment. I'm going to go downstairs and uh, talk to my friend for a moment and just give her her plates. But, like, like an hour and a half later, <laughs> yeah. he's, like, texting me being like, hey, did you get kidnapped? Is everything okay? But I was really in Misha's car uh, having a chat about relationships and life and dating. And the reason I brought that up is because you would just come from an audition. And to me... I just feel like you you seem so effortless. Like, I feel like any audition you go to, you're probably going to nail and you're this badass <laughs> and everything. But you also gave me good love and dating advice and you calmed me down. And I felt oh, so, I and it was such a nice respite to be like, oh my God, I know you're just here to pick up plates and we don't know each other that well, but oh, help. Oh, God, <laughs> what am I going to do? But now it's all good. So, well, it's cool because it's all just the human condition. We're all going through the same things at one Are we? stage or not. Yeah, man. Like, we all want the same things for the most part. We want to be happy. We want to be able to provide for the life that we want. And yeah, it's kind of even what's going on now, that all this division with these ideas that we're all, we all get kind of feel the need to be alive by fighting each other and all that stuff. And in the end, we Are kind you talking of, politics? We're not no, a political just, party. <laughs> oh, I wasn't I'm just even, kidding. I'm just kidding. I was, thinking, I was talking sports. Oh, wow. Well, okay. <laughs> yeah. Because that, that's something I understand. It's like walking day. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, anyways, but yeah, so we all want the same stuff. But you can't come, you had just come back from an audition. Yep. How are you at auditioning? Are you like incredibly great and confident? Or like, mm. what's tell the kids who are listening who want to move to Los Angeles and, and act like, what does that Half look the like? time, I, I'm like, are we allowed to curse on this? Of course. Okay. Do whatever you feel. <laughs> We're drinking rosé. Half the time, I don't really give a fuck. Uh, and then the other half the time, I think I'm going to 
just pee on the floor when I walk in. And I think part of it is just enjoying all of the weirdness of it and just understanding where these funny, freaky beings that we... You know, and I think as adults, we don't get that experience very often to feel like legitimately terrified of nothing, essentially. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I did one the other day that I I messed up twice and I was just like, fuck this. And then I kind of went back into the the thing and I could tell the casting director wasn't really down with me being like, fuck this. (laughs) What? Well, I mean. But whatever. I mean, in the end, it's like it doesn't matter any of it you know you just kind of you're gonna keep doing what you do so yeah you can't really stress about oh god but you're and you're in a happy committed cozy relationship yeah is that is that nice does that make like you going on auditions and uh you know because we both have these like freelance lifestyles where it's like uh, you know you go out for things you never know what your next job's gonna be or like you're kind of jumping off a cliff. There's no, like, nothing to say. You know what I mean? Where you it's, know, like, freelance. You suicide know, every day. No, it's true, but it's, like, and you don't have, like, a nine-to-five to, like, fall back on or whatever, and that's not the life you want. So is it nice when you have, like, someone to go home to? Because I'm single, and I'm dating this person who's totally lovely. Not to so wait, this is the same guy. Same guy. You know, yes. you know, we got over the thing, and it's then I'm, good. like... that's That makes relationships better but, and stronger. But he's not my boyfriend yet. I mean, he'll be listening to this because he listens to my podcast. Hi. But, uh, hello. I How are you? I was car girl. Mind your plates. own business. <laughs> Get out of here. No, um, but, uh, I mean, he's not my boyfriend yet, but I, I just want the opportunity to, like, keep dating him. and if, if Yeah, and get to know each other. Yeah, and, but I don't like the pressure of, like, somebody living in another city and then coming for visits. It's also intense, so if he's moving to Los Angeles just for him, then I'm like, oh, great. Then we can just date and get to know each other at a normal pace because I've done the long day. I just don't like that intensity anymore. I'm just like, but, uh, oh. And so what I notice is, like, part of me, like, I'm getting ready to make a movie, and I'm like, I used to, right. so I'm really excited about that, but I'm like, I'm like, I can't date anybody. It's just too much to feel, like, stifled or tethered to something, and, like, you can't put me in a box. I've got all this shit to do. But then another part of me is like, then yesterday I like burst into tears because I felt like my producer snapped at me and I like crumbled and I felt very stressed out. So I called up the guy that I'm dating and wept and he like gave me a Oh, it's so nice. And he gave me a pep talk and I was like, oh, cool. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> thanks for making me feel better. You're the greatest. And I was like, God, maybe it is cool to have somebody in your corner to like crawl into somebody's arm, you know? And so many times relationships just are meant to teach you about yourself anyways. We have this idea that they're meant to make us happy. Yeah. But a lot of times Well, I'm not. Just kidding. kidding. I am. I am. I'm fine. (laughs) But it's like it teaches you so much about yourself in a way that you would never really learn just from even friendships or people on the street or... Yeah. I mean, you know, whatever. But uh, so that's kind of the cool thing, I think, about being in relationship and working through the issues and just letting yourself be a human being and be like sometimes I'm crazy but I love you don't leave yeah she's like don't leave the room but don't talk but just yeah don't breathe too much but just don't leave and I'll still like you maybe (laughs) uh, oh how did you know this guy we don't have to talk about him a lot we can keep your private life private you just tell me to fuck off if I ever touch on it no no I'm we're drinking rosé girl drinking rosé god damn it taking my Um, shoes off too she's taking her shoes off (laughs) no shoes okay so (laughs) Oh my god! I just hit the table and I went out in my ears. <laughs> See, that's why I, can't. I shouldn't drink alcohol. It's getting wild. Oh my god! Um, wait, do you watch The Real Housewives of New York? I don't, but yeah, tell me, me everything. Me neither. That was a test. Uh, no, uh, well, I do watch it. I love these shows. Why don't you watch them? Because they're too trashy. No, uh, you know what? I um, 
I don't get too invested in TV. I'll, I'll watch it a few episodes, and I'm either binge or nothing at but all. But people so. should totally be invested in... In Fear the Walking Dead Passage. Yeah, Fear <laughs> the Walking Dead Passage. No, but that's kind of the nice thing about that is because it is new media, so there's just short little episodes. How long and I are feel, they? They're just a minute long. Just a one. minute yeah. long each one? Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. It's made so you can watch them on your phone. Yeah. And, and it's it's really cool to get to be a part of that new media that's happening. Yeah. Um, and just now they're offering Emmy Awards to those that's, to that type of media, which is crazy. Well, yeah. When did that, wait? How does that work? And when it's just, but is it part of the Emmys though? Right. Yeah. 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 Tell uh, me what that's about. Yeah. So I know we're all over the place, but we'll you know, yeah. Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> I don't know at all. We'll get to all of it. That happens. Uh, yeah. It's it's the second year that they've they've created that yeah. uh, category and yeah that's that's uh i think it's just um pushing also just to the forefront the just where we're heading i mean we're really you look at where music is gone oh, it's yeah. only makes sense for television and film to go that way i mean yeah i haven't even had proper tv in forever i just watch everything online yeah then why don't they nominate comedies at the Academy Awards? It's so Shut bogus. Isn't that right? lame? Isn't that lame? I mean, it's like, yeah, we're the way of the future. They're not, you know, it's like new media. Yes, all this stuff. It's like, but, com- I mean, comedies to me, I would only want to make a comedy. I, I love watching comedies. Well, you're really like I, funny. I need so to laugh. I'm hol- you guys, I'm hilarious. <laughs> Mish just said so. Um, pretty funny. Um, fuck, but I'm, oh, yeah. But so you're going to, oh, my God, you're going to go. So where were you when you find out you got nominated? Um, my manager called me, uh, uh, Kelsey, the other actress, uh, she, I guess, was really on it. She was? Yeah, she was, like, refreshing, she knew, and then I didn't even know what day they were doing the announcements until my manager called me, and was like, I just want to congratulate you for being the lead in an Emmy-nominated series, and I was like, oh, cool. Oh, (laughs) my God. Yeah. Unbelievable. What are we wearing when we go together? Yeah, man, that's been a whole (laughs) world of being like, okay, now... You know, I just kind of wear whatever's around or vintage stuff, but now it's all fashion. I'm so excited. Yeah, it is really cool. Is your boyfriend so excited? Yeah, he is. And he's in music, right? Yeah, so he's uh, he's in music, and he um, he's taken a year off this year from touring. Yeah, so oh, who does he tour with? Uh, Edward, I... no, no, no. Yeah. Edward Sharp and the Magnetic Zeros. He's Very there. cool. Yeah. You got, I don't know if you guys know what cool is, but it sounds, <laughs> sounds a lot like this. <laughs> uh, so they've taken a year off of touring, and it's been really fun and interesting for us because so much of our relationship has been him gone. Him gone. I love that. And people are always like, well, how do you do it? And I'm like, how do you do it? Because yeah. there's something so nice about having missing space. somebody, having your own space, and as a woman, not losing yourself into the relationship. Yes. And then him changing a little bit, me changing a little bit, and then we get back together, and then we're both a slightly different, and we get to kind of explore each other totally. again, and that's really fun. But that has not been happening this year. No. <laughs> oh, you know what? So I just have to t- like call myself out, because I'm like, I don't like a long-distance relationship. Like That's too much pressure, blah, blah, blah. And so that might be confused with like, I, I love when I date guys who travel a lot, if it's like a director, or a musician, because their home base is the same as my home base. Yeah. So you know they're coming back, but then they leave a bunch, but you know they're coming back to like a shared space or like to the same city, so. which is which is like different from like somebody having their home base be some other completely yeah, different spot. Yeah. And then they just, you know, 
you touch base in LA every every so often, and then it's like, oh my god, we got to like. It's a different type of stress, but I yeah. I love it when people are traveling a ton for work and and yeah, that's what I fear. Like now losing myself to another. I have a, I have a girlfriend. Oh my god. Oh god. I won't say her name. She's dating this guy. She is so all about her boyfriend right now, and it's mm. like I don't want to get mad because I know you, you need time to fall in love. Yeah, but, but like her sense of humor is changing, and like every post on Instagram is about him, and it's like she's just not like I haven't seen her in months, and I'm just like. I don't want to be bitter and irritated about it, but so I got to I got to love her and be understanding and empathetic. Like, yeah, she's falling in love, and you need that. But yeah, remembering who you are within the relationship. But but so he hasn't been traveling. No, he hasn't been traveling. Uh-oh. Uh oh, which has been great. I mean, honestly, the best thing about being with him is that he really has. He's a. He just evolves every year. It's really, really, really cool to see. Um, so this has just been a new stage of the relationship and it's been a lot more of instead of me hopping on tour and oh, making so the effort fun. to be, which is really so fun. fun. Uh, but you know, now him having to support me a little bit more and what I have going on. Why isn't he going on tour? They just, I mean, they've been touring for eight years straight. Oh, the band isn't touring. Yeah. Is he producing records though? So he's been doing, uh, he's been working on some records with some friends and then he's also been doing this really cool uh, on Thursday nights jazz night. Where? Wait, should uh, we shout it out? I or? know. I was like, are we, oh, yeah. are we moving in that direction? Let's do that. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, Thursday nights where? Um, at a no-name bar. Oh. Which is on Fairfax. How funny. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it's been really, really, really cool to see that as well because it's all these musicians that play with other uh, bigger bands like, you know, Kendrick Lamar, Snoop Dogg or whatever. And then when they're not touring, them just improvising and and playing some good music. And I think there's a really cool thing happening in L.A. now. Oh, really? With just music and art in a way that I think for a while it's always been been a superficial thing. And then it's been in New York or maybe places like Berlin. But there's something really interesting. A lot of people are moving here. Yeah. I feel like people always always say that about downtown. Yeah. But I never believe it. I feel like every time I talk to somebody, they're like... (laughs) And and downtown comes up, the thing is, yeah, downtown is like getting pretty cool. But I'm like, no, it's not. It's not. I don't like it. I'll go there if I must. But like, why don't you like downtown? Oh no. Do you love downtown? I don't mind it. God, I mean, I I mean, I I love all parts of LA. No, you don't. You're lying. I don't know. As I was saying that, I was like, do I? Do I? I?" Oh my god. Uh, I, I'm interested in all parts okay. of LA. I was born and raised here. Wait, where are you born and raised? Miami. Miami. We're in Miami. Hialeah. What's that? It's uh, it's you know how LA County is technically everybody says that lives in the LA County is LA. So there's Miami. Okay. Miami Dade County, but the biggest city in Miami Dade County is actually Hialeah, and it's I mean there's signs on the windows that say we speak English and English is spelled wrong okay oh god so that's Wait. where i'm from but it's not it sounds like it's a not du- it's not a douchey part of miami not like south beach or yeah you know once once did you ever close. date a miami guy i mean because that sounds like crazy like i'm just saying some dumb blanket like white girl no, thing. have no, you no, ever no. dated a miami there is there is that <laughs> i um i dated a guy that was from colombia 
and Venezuela. And this is the sexiest thing you've ever said in your whole life. (laughs) Just heard that roll out of your mouth. All right. Uh, (laughs) Maybe I'll kill myself now. (laughs) All right. Yeah. So you did. And he, but he was. He he didn't wasn't born in Miami, but he was from Miami, and we dated for that was my first high school relationship. Was and it? I would say that's the closest. And then I've dated a lot of guys out here, or not a lot, but like a few guys out here. I haven't really dated very much. Was that guy in Miami like strapping and like like? Uh, yeah, he was very he very was, handsome. But he didn't. Was he like a musician type of guy, or was he like a he, like a classic like? Fun? He was. Yeah, he played music and. Uh, I don't know why I'm going here. I'm yeah, sorry. I was I know, like, I don't know. I've just imagined. I haven't I, really thought about him in a while, but I like this. Well, I dated a guy from Miami, and he was like totally not my type. He's like a lovely guy, and we're still friends. He was like, fine. yo, bro, what's up? And kind of, not really, not really, but he was just <laughs> very mira, like, kind, like, kind of, but he was like very tall and strapped, but he was like classically handsome, and I'm used to like, I don't know, like guys look like Mick Jagger and effeminate who was smoking a cigarette, and I'm like, we can wear each other's jeans, or their thighs were smaller yeah. than mine. Yeah, like, and he was just like, he likes sports i think and soccer i just didn't i don't know why that happened but it happened and that's what i think of when i think of miami because i'm close it's pretty no it's pretty accurate <laughs> um but where the hell is i going with this we're talking about okay no name oh yeah downtown i do have to finish this so. oh yeah let's here's why i don't like downtown confusing mm-hmm. one-way streets oh yeah fuck those uh you walk around one corner and all of a sudden it's just like it is like Night of the Living Dead. It is like Fear the Fear the Walking Dead, possibly Passage, <laughs> because all of a sudden you're like, no, what's going on? Oh my god, I'm so sorry. How did this happen? It's like everybody's got like, and I just feel like I was. Uh, Wait, you're, I'm so sorry. You're apologizing <laughs> for accidentally walking on the street. Oh god, I'm just <laughs> I'm like, so sorry. I'm I, here. I think I'm sorry for like having an apartment to go to, and then every, but everybody's homeless or a drug addict on a street. Like I'm just. Uh, I, I'm apologetic that they're in the situation and also apologetic that I'm terrified of it and want to run the opposite direction yeah. and not get murdered. I apologize like, for my emotions. I just feel like I, I've been, I was like 16 through, I was like a teenager and I would always end up downtown. And I, I just, and well, downtown's changed a bit since it has, I You're know. like, I have not gone I since know. I was I a teenager. I have since I was 16, but listen, <laughs> I'm sticking to this opinion and you can't shake me out of it. But uh, oh, I don't know. And I remember like, learning how to drive and then like being downtown when I was 16 with my first car and like driving down the like a wrong like a one-way street the wrong way and being like this mm. downtown's too scary I can't do yeah, this again those one-way streets are scary they're scary and things I don't know I don't know it just never made sense to me but and then sometimes I will go down there and I'll be like hey it's all right so maybe I'm just as bad as everybody else no, it's it's changed quite a bit, and I, I, I was there last week. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay. Been, <laughs> so you still haven't figured out the one-way streets, even though I, it's listen, been. Listen, Aristotle, we have to cut this all out of the podcast. <laughs> this is not my shining moment, but uh, but yeah, but anyway. Oh, but talking about like L.A. versus yeah, I just compared like being like L.A. is L.A. is having a resurgence of creativity and stuff. I believe that to be true, and maybe downtown is too, and it is great. And I'm just being hard on downtown, and I'll cut that out. I think I also, I really, in moving from Lake Hollywood, which was really beautiful oh, and serene, yeah. and then uh, moving back to the east side, I realized that I also really like when things are a little dirty and dingy. Oh, you do? I love going down to Tijuana. You do? It's like my one of my favorite weekend getaways. Oh, my God. Most people are going to Ohio. I'm like, TJ. Yeah. Do you but go- I like it. I don't know yeah. really what it is, but I, I really I dig it. Yeah. God, like Hollywood, Hollywood is like pristine and perfect. 
Is it? <laughs> Hollywood? No, Lake Hollywood. Oh, Lake Hollywood. Where you said you live. Uh, yeah, it's really, really, really beautiful. Yeah. And I'm, I was there for a few years, so I really loved being there. But yeah. I'm also really happy to be back amongst Wait. just everything else. And you guys are living together now. Yeah. So that's what happened. Like, you, you, you moved in with your boyfriend. Yeah. So that's exciting. Yeah, it is. So now he's not leaving. He's not on tour. You're living together. It's all, oh my God. You got a cat. You got a cat. Yeah. What's your cat's name? His name is Louis. Louis Armstrong. Louis Armstrong. Don't let me drink any more rose eggs. I'm already slurring. <laughs> I've had one piece of like Ezekiel toast that wasn't even toasted. Uh, <laughs> bread. <laughs> you, say, like, you had a raw piece of toast. I really did. <laughs> I had a raw piece of toast and I was like, let's podcast. And I'm like, not even, I've had like four sips of rose and I'm like, I'm slurring. I'm confused. Tell us more about downtown. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> what really happened? Uh, <laughs> seriously, I know. Oh my god! All right, this might not be my best podcast, but uh, <laughs> if it goes wrong, I fully blame me, and I'm sorry you had to witness this. I blame you for bringing Rose. But uh, oh yeah, because so you're living together though. This yes. is like fascinating. Okay, so what it's been like a week and a half now, or how long? Ten oh, days? No, no, no. We live together in Lake Hollywood. Oh, fuck that. Okay, now I get it. But this is actually this is our first uh, home only together because we had a roommate in like Hollywood. What was that awkward? Who's that person? No, it wasn't. Well, he was traveling a lot. He was really wonderful, and uh, I also I grew up Latin families. It's everybody lives together. There's million of people living in the living room and yeah. in the garage. Yeah, and all sorts of things. So I, I kind of thrive on that as you well. You do? Yeah, I like it. Oh my god, I'm like this bossy only child control freak. <laughs> but I think get the fuck away. When I was little though, I didn't have my my own room at my dad's house. Wait, who did you share with? I slept like on a futon on the floor of an apartment, like on the floor of my I mean I'm exposing my light. Wait, was that you? That was me. Okay. <laughs> That, was that wasn't even a burp. That was like an internal gurgle of like your it wine. It was. It was weird. It just happened. And your, I was like, the wine gurgle was like, don't go there, Alexi. Don't talk about that futon on the floor. <laughs> Getting too real here on the Love Alexi podcast. Oh, my God. But yeah, I never like had like. <laughs> oh, my God. No alcohol ever allowed in the, in the studio so early. Oh my god, the Bechtel podcast—they allow alcohol. Those girls start. There's a podcast called the Bechtel Cast, mm-hmm. where the girls, the two girls, talk about movies and like you know where it rates on the Bechtel scale. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. About how like women Which should feel. Fear the Walking Dead passage passes that pretty well because they don't talk. You guys don't talk. You're not talking about boyfriends or men. There is boyfriends and men, but it's more about our. I mean, I stab my boyfriend to. to oh my god! Spoiler. <laughs> Alert! <laughs> yeah, no, but it is true. It's very like uh, empowering. Yeah, it is really cool because we're like, it's about us. Like, see you later, bonehead. <laughs> stab, stab. <laughs> Bye. Yoinks. Wait, where Did was you I just going? Say yoinks. Yeah, <laughs> people need sound effects. It's only auditory, you know. Um, hmm. Wait, where was I going with this amazing, incredible story I was about to tell? Oh. I'm an only child, bossy oh, monster, the on the floor. control freak. Yeah. So I'm used to like having my own space and not allowing a bunch of people into it. But I think that's because I had to, I never had my own space. Like I, my dad used our extra bedroom in my childhood apartment for his office. And so I went from having a crib in my parents' room to like a futon on the floor of my parents' room and no space of my own. Um, and then my mom was really, I mean, not, it's not, it's not all about me. I'll throw it right back to you, but uh, this is fucking rosé. But uh, 
then when I lived with my mom, we lived in the Hollywood Towers across from the 101 Cafe. Oh, yeah. And she lived in a studio, and she was so broke, and they gave her a great rate on the studio apartment, and it was really sweet. But again, we were living in one room, so my mom built me, like, a, a loft. Like, Aww. she was such a badass, and, like, built me a loft so we could feel fun, and I could jump down to her bed and watch TV and TGIF and everything. But I... But I didn't have very much space. Yeah. I was still sharing, even though it wasn't with brothers and sisters and people in a garage or whatever. But it was, like, with my parents. So now I'm just so, like, I never, I've never had a roommate. I've only lived with, like, one boyfriend. And for me, and he traveled a lot. So I oh. love that because I just need people to, like, get out of my space. Don't go in my closet. I fought so hard for that. Anyway. That makes sense. So I shared a room a lot with my sister growing up. I mean, we were, there was four of us kids. And then everybody, yeah, Latin people like having lots of babies. Oh, my God. I wonder if I'll ever just have one. I know, right? All right do you want to have kids? Uh, I'm not against the idea. Well, But I don't good. know once. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Um, I, lo- I love kids. Me too. And I like my friends having kids. Yeah. But then you can hand them back. Yeah. No part of me is like, I need to have kids. We got to get to that right now. I'm like, like I, I fear... Not fear the Walking Dead passage, but I fear <laughs> aging out of having a kid. But I don't want one now. And there's no, I mean, there's um, a lot of women that I've spoken to that are older that uh, talk about, you know, I love my kids, but I didn't need to have them. Yeah. And which is a very, uh, I guess, horrible, controversial thing to say, but I appreciate people being really honest about that stuff, being like, yeah. you know what, I mean, I love my kids, don't get me wrong, but, it w- you know, there was so many things that I'd wanted to do, and I felt the pressure to have kids. Yeah. So I did, and they're wonderful, but there's a lot that I had to sacrifice that I don't think I was really ready for. And yeah. I think women now are really understanding that it's okay to just not feel that, yeah. not want that. Did you watch Big Little Lies? I haven't, but I've heard a oh lot God. about it. Watch it. It's because uh, it deals with that. Where, like some of the ladies in that, like, I don't know. There's a moment. It's not like a crazy spoiler, but there's a moment where they're like Reese Witherspoon or whoever is like, my, oh, no, Nicole Kidman's character is like, my kids aren't enough for me. I don't feel fulfilled. It's like, I hate saying this. I feel so guilty, but it's not enough for me just to be a mom. Like, ah, oh, like, because she was a lawyer and she put kind of being a lawyer on the back. Yeah. But, oh, my God, I watched that show two nights ago. I binge watched every episode. That's usually how I do it. Yeah. And I watched seven episodes, stayed up to, like, 4.35 in the morning, just watching all of them. <laughs> I, I, was, I, I really was. I was like, oh, my God. But, uh, yeah, I think you'll like it. Cool. Uh, yeah, I think that's a really cool thing that's happening now is women being able to express that without being ostracized. I mean, men leave the kids all the time. And I it's know. just like, ah, those rascals. I know. And in the end, it's we are human beings and we experience what we experience and we feel what we feel and we should be able to be honest about that. It's just irritating because men aren't able to push a baby through their vagina, <laughs> yeah. you know, and we are. So it's like part of me is like, oh, God, I don't want to give up that yeah. life experience. But at the same time, and I didn't freeze my eggs and... They're probably rotten now, but no. like, <laughs> but uh, but it's like, oh, I, I I keep talking about this, and I like wrote this into something where I think like, I feel like, like something should be mandatory in high schools where high school girls are. Uh, did you make another sound? <laughs> it's happening. I don't understand. <laughs> oh my god! It's a uh, listen. It's 
is uh it's very sensual it's so sensual today <laughs> on, the, on the pod aka oh strange oh god um oh i was drinking water at that time i know you're just drinking water <laughs> well no i was listen. drinking the rosé but i was drinking water when i know that god okay i've got to filter my rosé with water oh but I feel like a gift they should give high school girls upon graduation is like a f- free complimentary egg freezing when they're all nubile and dewy <laughs> as opposed to like, because like, why do, why do, then you don't have to stress. Then it alleviates the stress of like, oh, if and when I want to have a baby, I have my beautiful, nubile, glowing, ripe, yeah. uh, effervescent, youthful, whatever, eggs on ice, living in Marina Del Rey or wherever. And, uh, you know, so opposed to, I don't know much about freezing eggs. So I'll tell what, you everything. Tell me everything. Oh, yeah. So you, they extract the eggs. Mm-hmm. And then... Aristotle bend over. Let me explain. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what they've been meant. I'm nothing. <laughs> just kidding. How great is he? <laughs> He's just been shaking his head continuously throughout the entire thing. I've had my left eye on he him. He loves it. <laughs> oh, God. Um, He's been, I know we talk about this every single podcast. It's like... Whatever, but uh, <laughs> for those of you who only first for your first time tuning in, Aristotle's been in his relationship, and I get it wrong every time. By the way, I get Aristotle's age and how long he's been in his relationship pretty much wrong every time, even though I've been <laughs> doing this podcast for over a year uh, with Aristotle. He's been in his relationship for about eight years. You are. Oh, wow. Are you guys married? Okay, this is exactly what the guest always says. They're like, are you guys going to get married? No, I've been with my boyfriend a long time. People always ask that. And I'm always just like, you know what? If it's ever important to him, I'm down. He's my guy, but I don't feel any need to change anything. Yeah, oh, he's my guy. That's what Janixa said about Brett Gelman. Janixa Bravo is the director. She was on last week. I'm a big fan. I love her so much. I I don't know her, but I follow her on Instagram and I'm always like, oh my God, she's so cute. Isn't she funny? And she's such a badass. But she was talking about how she was dating Brett Gelman and she was like, I knew I loved him at this point of, of, of knowing him. I wasn't sure if he was my guy, but I knew I loved him. And then, you know, he eventually became her guy. But that's such yeah. a good phrase to be like, my guy. Like, I'm going to start referring to it as, like, I, I can date someone. I can, I can love them. I can have love for them. But are you my guy? Like, I guess that's a new way of saying, like, yeah. soulmate or the well, one. Well, because I think partner now is a lot of times attributed to same sex. Oh. Where you're, if you say, "Oh, this is my partner," yeah, it's just but then it also clinical. feels a little business. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, that's my man. That's your man. That's, my guy. that's your guy. That's and your lady. So, but you've been with her for about eight years, and you are like twenty-five. Only recently, kind of turned twenty-five, though, right? Twenty-five. Been with this girlfriend for eight years. They live together. Anyway, I don't know why. I'm, oh, so you guys are high school sweethearts. Isn't that crazy? Oh. I know. So I'm trying to get him to the strip clubs. I'm trying to get him to a prostitute or yeah. a pen. But like, he's like, leave me alone. Like, say, I'm just here for you and your podcast. And I'm like, no, come with me. Let me <laughs> to help. the strip club. Oh, God. Um, but, oh, yeah. <clears throat> Wait, so we went from, oh, so the egg situation. Oh, yeah. Tell me everything. Oh, yeah. Because well, I'm fascinated. Well, well, here's something. Okay, you can freeze your eggs. So I guess, I don't know how it works. I've never done it. I didn't pay for it. I think it's like $10,000 to like take out a bunch of eggs, put them on ice. And that's not so what's the clinical a bunch term. of eggs? I mean, it I don't seems know. however many viable eggs you have or something, which are like, uh, I'm going to say this so wrong. <laughs> I am not a doctor. I know that's also another, there was also a new podcast with Busy Phillips and Steve Agee called Not Docs. Or have you heard about this? Like, I'm no doc or something, where it's like just two they people. They just WebMD everything. But they just like, like talk about dying. some. Yeah, they just like, <laughs> kind of try to figure things out, but they're not doctors. But um, okay, so that's, I'm going to take a nod from their podcast. But I think they. 
you must like have to inject yourself with some kind of hormones and get your body ready so it produces as many eggs as possible. Then you go to the. Wait, do- but you I thought like you're inject- born with all the same eggs. We're, oh, we're really good at this. But I thought you are, were born with, with all with, the eggs you have. Yes, that's Men true. Men produce. Sperm, 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 sperm. So it's always fresh. They get out of them, then it's like, you know, uh, my God, we are, we're no docs, but, um, <laughs> but, oh, but I guess like, I don't know, maybe you inject yourself with something to harvest your, or I don't know what it is, but something to get them like, or to get them excited with, get them like, real excited. Yes, yeah, this, like, this is the clinical like, term. Like you get them like real the amped up. Of the totally, eggs. you get those eggs in a party bus <laughs> like, by injecting yourself with whatever. I think, okay. And then you go to the doctor and they, they extract them and they, they put them on ice and you have to spend you have to spend money to do that and to like keep them somewhere. So egg storage. Egg storage and my fr- a lot of my girlfriends have done that. It's like How $10, do you know dollars. that they're your eggs? I mean, I guess when the baby comes out, hopefully it looks <laughs> like you. I don't know, but I mean, hopefully there. I'm sure there are many mistakes. There must be some weird mistakes happening. There has to be. Yeah. Um, You're like that baby is too good looking. That, who is this baby? I'll keep it. But um, like, I mean, it's pretty good looking. I mean, so we're not gonna it toss it whatever. or anything. Yeah. Um. Oh, but since you have a great relationship, if you if this is your guy, if you wanted a better thing to do to buy yourself some time is you take his sperm and you take your eggs and you make an embryo, and they freeze the embryo and thaw it out. When you're ready, I know it sounds so fucked up or whatever, but it's not that fucked up because it's like people get their lips injected and like yeah. we're doing lots of funny kooky shit, whatever. So yeah, you at least you have a partner, um, your man. I mean, then you can't break up. And then you're like, oh God, oh God, yeah. Or you're just like, flush it. I'm just kidding, that's horrible. Oh my God. But you probably spent so much money, you're like, oh, we're in this to, to win it. Okay. But to, oh yeah, you can't break up. I mean, what do you do with that it's like embryo? Worse than buying a house together. I, be- I bet you could sell them to Animal on Fairfax. And, animal uh, the restaurant. Yeah, because they're really into like you know, you know, delicacies of all types and shapes and sizes. I'm sorry. <laughs> Shout out to Animal. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. So you guys could do that. All right, I'll, br- I'll bring it up tonight over dinner casually. I mean, it's uh, I think it's just as be expensive. Like, Babe, you haven't been around, or you've it, been around. You've been around. We're doing yeah, this. Anna. Thinking maybe we should freeze a baby. Would you do that? Is that sound too weird? Or it's just more no, fun to have I'm, sex? I'm so open to whatever. I don't know. I think uh, I because you know you can also choose the sex of the baby now. You what do you mean choose? So how do we know all this stuff when we're not that, even doctors? I know. How do we know oh everything? Just <laughs> two God girls. Bless the internet. No, they tell me. So. Um, with you can now it's like legal where I know that that's the one thing I know about freezing the eggs. Okay, is that uh, you can tell if it's going to be a female or male. Oh, and they actually apparently have the technology to give it attributes, but that's not legal. I don't believe. Wait, attributes? If you want tall, blonde hair, blue eyes, that is this true? Sounds like me. This is the first time I've seen him not. Aristotle's like, mm-hmm, <laughs> yep, you got it, babe. Um. That's funny. But I don't know if it's legal. I think in certain parts of Asia. They've oh, my done God. It, yeah. Of course. But but in the U.S., you can decide if you want a female or male baby. Wait, you can choose or they tell you? They tell you what – or you choose what you like and then they tell you, okay, well, we have three embryos that are female and two oh. that are male or whatever. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's so crazy. But could you – like, if you could, what would, I would choose? you? 
If I could find out, if I could, or if you could choose, I want a male or a female, or would you just let them choose for you? I'm actually sorry. I'm going off on a different path in my head. Where the guy I'm dating uh, has a bunch of shows he's doing, or he has all these things that he's doing with like Adult Swim, and I'm like, fuck, I wish that adults. I hope that Adult Swim money is good so we can make a weird, weird <laughs> embryonic uh, baby. I mean, how are we going to afford this robot child baby? We're trying to build this monster baby, and what do we want if we can't afford it? Anyway, too much too soon. Sorry, he's not even my boyfriend. He's but just my person. But think about it, though. That's his... I mean, let, let's... He's listening, right? Oh, God. Hey. Get out of here. <laughs> Mind your own business. <laughs> um, but that is an interesting thing to think about if, you know, even with autism or with different, maybe not specifically vanity attributes, but if you could choose oh, that. Well, that, yeah, they, they... But it opens the door for it all, so that's the interesting... Oh, I thing. definitely would use it to be like, okay, we're whipping this thing up in the blender or whatever, or we're like, I don't know, we're <laughs> like, we're, we're like, <laughs> or whatever, but like we're spinning up, whipping up all the stuff, we're taking a look at it in the Petri dish or whatever. Again, I'm not a doctor, but, um, and then you find out if the baby has certain diseases, and then you get rid of the, can you get rid of the disease, or you just have to try again, you or just you just don't have that baby? an embryo that does or uh, it's not an embryo. I think it's a... Oh, my God. Just, We're not doctors. Just, just two tipsy <laughs> girls talking about embryos <laughs> and Petri dishes. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's so weird. I don't want a baby right now. That's all I know. But then I also think, like, my mom is, like, going to be 60, and she's vibrant and loving, loving life and goes to dance class and all this stuff, but it's, like... I know that if anything happens, they're like, I, I'm there to take care of her or like yeah. help her or whatever. Like she has a, have a boyfriend too, but so I, this is like, I'm being selfish, but I'm, I'm like, God, like it's almost an investment to make sure there's somebody who will take care of you later. Cause even though I don't get along with my father, the only time I get along with him or hang out with him is when he calls me out of the blue after, after years of not speaking, when he's like, I'm going to die. I'm in the hospital. And I'm like, I'm there. I'll be yeah. there. Oh my God. I'm coming daddy. And then like, Oh my God, you're, Oh wow. Misha's headphones fell off. This is great. Oh my God. But, uh, but yeah. And then, uh, so probably a selfish reason I don't want to have a kid. Wait, to take care of your mom? No, to take care of me later. Oh, to take care of just, you. Just like, I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's not a monster thing to say because it's like, that's why I feel like like my mom had me. And so like when she, if she becomes oh, I feeble, see what you're saying. whatever, I'm like going to take care of yeah. her. So I'm like, wait, who's going to take care of me when I'm like 80 if I get there? Yeah. I just don't know. Plus, I also have an idea of like, oh my God, I don't mean to steamroll you on the podcast. It's about you. This is a love letter to you. And I'm just rambling no. today because of the alcohol. But... I do have this weird idea that if I had a baby, I would like wear matching outfits as a little baby, and I would just be like, "I got a lot to say, I got a lot of opinions, kid. You're gonna listen, and you're gonna be like mini me, and I'm gonna be like, we're watching movies together, and like we're gonna, I don't know, the cinema." And I always feel like you knew those kids in high school that there was a mom or an older oh no. sister that was like, "I got you." That's me. And I know my baby. what's happening. Yeah. yeah, you're like me and my frozen baby. I do. I do love babies, though. I love like. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And I used they're to, pretty cute. Yeah. I used to hate them though. Really? Yeah. When I was younger, I was like, "There's no time for you. This is the, this is the Alexi show, you're asshole." Like, <laughs> and now I'm like, "Look at that baby!" And then I like, you're like you can't even walk. You're just yeah, a baby. You don't know fucked. anything. Yeah. And now I'm just like, I ask strangers to hold their baby. Oh I'm like, wow. I'm like, can I hold your baby? And also, like, I feel like babies are like. Because they're fresh onto the planet, they're, like, more in tune with, like, God or, like, the universe or something. And I'm like, that baby knows. Or I can have a conversation with, like, a six-year-old, and they're, like, waxing poetic. And I'm like, yes, you get it. You know what I mean? I'm not even kidding. And they're like, Miss, uh, can you just step away from my yeah, child? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Seriously, mom's like, 
like, you're you're like no, your child gets it. It's a genius. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but I don't want to take us too far away from you and your life and what's going on. No, I have some friends with some kids that I fully feel are my my friends, not my kids' friends. Oh, really? Yeah, I Wait, oh. blurted this really funny thing the other day. We, uh, a friend of mine was picking up her kid from school, and we're driving, and as we're pulling up to the school, I'm like, oh my god, my friend goes to school here. <laughs> Who's your friend? Who is this rogue my, child? And it's my friend's child who's she's uh eight years old yeah she's so cool mia james mia james oh god oh god we'll have to bleep it out for the predators oh yeah well that's not that's not a real last name mia james mia okay middle name Uh, okay oh cool 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 that's a good you don't know her last name you don't know her last name you don't know her you you don't call her you're not friends with her god uh but yeah no she's really cool and we hang out and we just talk and she's nine I used to do that with this girl who was on this podcast. Her name's Lucia. Oh, Rubisi. Yeah. Yeah. You know her? Yeah. Well, she's like another very like young person, but now she's like, I think she's 21 now or yeah, whatever, or 18. I think she's 20 now. So she... Like, I love people that are ageless, though, where I you know. just are... You she's, just, she's ageless. Yeah. So I would pick her up from school, because I'm friends with her mom, but her mom's Mariah. older than me, with Mariah. Yeah. And then, but then Lucia's younger than me, so I'm like in this middle zone, and then I would like, I bonded with Lucia somehow... And then I was like, oh, yeah, I'll pick you up from school and we'll go to band practice. Let's start a band together. <laughs> this, I, maybe I took it to a whole new level. She was like 15, maybe 14. So I'd, And I'd be like, I'd clear it with the mom and I'd be like, oh, Mariah, I'm going to pick up Lucia just so you know she's not getting murdered or whatever. And then I pick her up from school and I'm like, hey, girl, what's up? And then I'd drive us over to a rehearsal space. But neither one of us played instruments, but we'd rent a rehearsal space <laughs> and then just record ourselves singing into our iPhones in a rented rehearsal space. Made That's no amazing. sense. No guitar, no drums. Just mouth We just, we just sat there, just mouth singing, and then we pretend we're performing at Coachella when like the, the sun was going down. And we'd be like, don't look at us, look at us, don't look at us. And then, um, oh my gosh. And then I was like, am I a predator? Am I a child molester? Well, I mean, did you touch no, her in a brand no, But I took her to rehearsal space and we sang into her <laughs> iPhones and the even that's too embarrassing for me. But yeah, but she's been on the podcast and she's like such a badass. Yeah, she's really cool. She's a cool girl. She's gonna come over to my house and do a uh my new place. What? And do a little ceremony to What? Yeah. Tell me everything. I don't know. I'm jealous. She, what is the ceremony? What is the ceremony? <laughs> yeah, yeah when know. is it? Apparently, well, because uh, apparently she does this thing where you just, you know, it's a little ceremony to welcome you and get any weird juju away. And yeah. Oh, my it's God. It's real hippy-dippy. Are you going to throw a housewarming party? I think so. You're well, You're invited. I'm like, too, I'm coming. Aristotle. Aristotle's coming, too. <laughs> Aristotle won't even answer my phone call. I'm like, Aristotle, hello? Um... Man, well, let's get back to your career. Oh yeah, that thing. Important stuff. <laughs> but also, what's next for you? Um, I don't know. I've really been just enjoying being in LA. I um, my boyfriend and I bought a house in New Orleans together. What? Yeah. Okay. A little less than a year ago. So I go there once a month and just been enjoying writing and getting getting life happening wait so you're writing yeah so you're an actress mm-hmm. you're writing what are you writing uh i'm writing a pilot that it's it's a really cool thing that's happening now i think uh where you know they say there's no new stories but 
think there's a lot of interesting stories that we haven't seen, and it may not be new archetypes of stories. There's always like the coming of age or whatever, but really creating new stories. I think Moonlight helped with that a little bit, and uh, that's I mean that's the Miami I grew up with was oh, that. Oh, so that Miami it was really cool, and then just exploring that. Yeah, uh, there's this thing that I'm writing about. Um, it's a couple, and it's a Cuban American woman that comes from an Afro-Cuban background. Um, so she looks black, and she's dating an um, uh, African-American black guy and their yeah. relationship and how they both look similar, but there's all these different nuances because they come from different countries in a way. Yeah. So just that type of stuff. Sweet, and you go to New Orleans and you write. Yeah. You New Orleans plans. is incredible. Have you been? I've been so many, and I've done jobs there where I've oh, been there yeah. for like weeks where I'm like, I, yeah. I always feel like I'm, anytime I'm in New Orleans, it feels like a novel. Oh, yeah. Like Mr. Douglas comes down the street with the pots yeah. and he's like, I don't know, he's like holding I'll, a pot. And you're like, why are you holding a pot, Mr. Douglas? What I do is but, I, I always <laughs> end up at Whole Foods because like I'm such a yuppie <laughs> piece of shit. I'm like, take me to the nearest Whole Foods. And like get like it, dropped it off. It wasn't that long ago that they got anyone. It's a good one too. Yeah, and I just meander around they Whole cooking Foods. Classes. They have cooking classes. And then across yeah. the street, there's like a frozen yogurt. But I just oh, like, I, don't know, yeah. I don't know about the frozen yogurt. <laughs> all, all I managed to do is just like on their vintage stores on that strip. Like I just managed to find. I, I was like, "Take me to the Melrose of New Orleans, please." <laughs> like a loser. Oh, but when I went to New Orleans one time, I asked a very cute, shaggy-haired checker guy who I thought this guy looks heroin chic, but turns out I think he was completely Actually, addicted to heroin. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I was like, "Hey, so where's like all the cool music happening?" And he was like, "Oh, it's on this street, like Bernard Street or something." And uh, mm. and he's like, "This like uh, is whatever. it St. Claude?" St. Claude or was it Bernard? I can't Ooh, remember. I thought I it was know. Bernard, but he's like... Maybe you know more than I do. Well, I, may, I mean, I've been there a bunch, but then I always pretend to be like, I don't like New Orleans, but I really do. I do. And I've had a, some great experiences there. But he goes, there's going to be like this hardcore show and whatever. And I'm like, yeah, cool. Yeah, I'll be that hardcore show. But like very like gritty or whatever. So I'm like walking to Bernard Street, if that's the name of the street. And I went off the beaten path, and it got real scary. Yeah, it, got, it gets pretty scary pretty quick. Yeah, and I like, I was like, fuck it. I don't know where this warehouse is that's happening. And like all of a sudden, like I started getting followed, and there was like this car. It was like nobody was around. It was terrifying. And then I just fucking ran. I like ran back <laughs> to like the main area, and I got into like a carriage, like a carriage ride, whatever, back to my hotel. Like a horse, like a horse carriage. drawn carriage. <laughs> I don't know. But this is exactly what I'm talking about. I feel like anytime you're there, it's like a novel. It was, it was crazy. I mean, wherever do you get scared and you run into a horse-drawn Yeah, I was carriage. just like, I was like, hell. And then I told the carriage driver, I went, I was like, I got off the beaten path and I went around a corner and all of a sudden I was like completely isolated. It was terrifying. And I, I listened to my intuition and I have like really good, when I quiet myself and I like listen to that intuition, it's dead on. I got to trust it more. But, uh, and the carriage driver went, Bernard Street? Oh my God. He's like, Apparently, like people get murdered there all the time. Like it's like the most dangerous section because like, you know how like in LA, we live here, we know the dangerous areas. We know like yeah. oh, like Third Street is the yuppie store. It's you know we know all the places, and then you go to some new spot and you're like, oh, this is the murder area. Oh, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't know. Uh, the guy at Whole Foods told me to come here. I just have this uh, address for another fucking <laughs> scrap of paper, like an idiot. Oh my god! And I'm like, I'm like pretty much six feet tall, just like the whitest girl, just being like, I'll be there, yay! <laughs> You're like, can somebody decapitate her, please? <laughs> she is too much. 
That's Lexi oh, in New Orleans. <laughs> we should make that pilot. I feel like I need to take you to New Orleans. <laughs> Wait, we got Mish and me, Alexi yeah. in New Orleans. We got a bunch of different shows to work on. If, and if also, apparently, oh, and I'm going to go to, I'm going to a show with the writer, with one of the writer writers of uh, of your show, Lauren. Lauren, yeah, she wrote, she was, uh, yeah, her and Mike Zunick wrote the show. I'm going to go see a band play at the Hollywood Bowl on Sunday with her. It's so oh. funny because she, you guys listening, she also showed up randomly. You guys both didn't know you were both coming to my girls' night in on the same night, like the writer of your yeah. show and then you're the star of the show. So It was so funny. You just bumped into each other there? Just totally bumped into each other. That's hilarious. And Lauren's amazing. She's yeah. really doing some really cool stuff. She won a Writer's Guild Award. She or her what? and Mike won a Writer's really? Guild Award for our show really yeah oh my which God. is really cool and yeah Wait, so how do we meet by the way just i know it's like the tail end of the podcast to talk about that but uh you and i yeah uh well we have a friend in common a few friends actually uh uh Cameron. alex prager alex prager and then oh i was just texting with her today oh what were you saying <laughs> how do we meet we uh well, we have a friend in common alex prager and uh, Cameron Richardson, and I, we were, we had our four consideration dinner for the Emmy, Emmys, I guess. And uh, Cameron recommended you to yeah. do the Q and A. Oh my god! And then, like wholehearted was like, this is your girl. She's really? amazing. She's one of the nicest people I know. Oh my god! I love her. She's so happy now too. She's great. Oh my god! Good She's people. Never, yeah. She's all happy with her cute other second baby and like her great relationship. Babies. I can't believe it. I love watching people's stories. When you're in LA long enough and you kinda know people and you kinda track their life and you keep intersecting with them, whether or not you run into them at Trader Joe's or Whole Foods or at various weird parties. Or if you're like running away from danger in New Orleans. Yeah, and then uh, but then and then you come back into somebody else and you go, Now this is what you're up to and now you're having a baby and with this new guy. But anyway, but okay, so Cameron recommended me to moderate or, or uh, the Q&A yep. for your Emmy consideration dinner. That was such a cozy night. What was it was this? a really nice cozy night, which is what we wanted. We didn't want it to be a big thing, just something really nice. And Where was that spot, and like, how did you find How did you put this whole thing together, and who were the people so, there? Uh, I was mostly Academy members, and um, Marcel Vigneron. I probably said his name wrong. Is that his? Yeah, from uh, Top Chef. From Top Chef. He owns a restaurant called Wolf, which is amazing. Yeah. And he's a really good friend. And he was just saying, hey, let's let's, uh, close down half the restaurant and do this thing. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. So both of those, that's all part of Wolf? Yep. All the whole uh, restaurant is Wolf. Oh, my God. How do you know him? We met in Tijuana. (laughs) What? That sounds sketchy. (laughs) Oh, my God. No disrespect to Tijuana, but that's how. Tijuana is amazing. Uh, what? I need to take you. That's where I need to take you. I mean, you, I feel like I'll surely get murdered because I'll be like, you guys, are we here to buy pills? Like, I'll be <laughs> yeah, like, Woo! Yeah, that'll do it. That'll do it. <laughs> I'll be like, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, if you don't watch Real Houses of, of uh, New York, but they all went on a trip to uh, tequila. They actually went to where tequila is made. It's like, oh. it's like champagne where there's a place like tequila. I never knew that. There's an actual tequila. place called tequila. And Bethany Frankel took all the girls. So that's how I want to do Mexico. But like, I'll go to TJ or whatever. I promise you, and I'm being serious about this, I'll take you. Lauren, well, Lauren's been before as well because uh, part of the show is shot there. Oh, really? Yeah. But uh, I will take you. And we will go. And you like to eat, right? I do. I'll take you. Caesar salad was invented in Tijuana. Wait, hold on. Caesar salad? Yeah. Wait a minute. It's an Italian thing. It's a guy named Cesar. 
Why are you burying the lead on today's episode where you're like, Caesar salad was created and invented in Tijuana. I'm like, I can't believe we should have led with this. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> oh, my God. Well, keep going. I like those without uh, the sardines or anchovies. I mean, sorry. You know, that I don't know. But, yeah, it's a restaurant <laughs> called Cesar's. And it's right on the main strip in Tijuana. And I've actually stayed at the hotel that's attached to it, yeah. which is not very nice. Okay. It's like $20 well, a night. Fuck that place. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> but I kind of love it because I like pretending that I'm this little writer that's sitting there amongst all the grit. Um, and then we're serving some more wine. We're by serving the way. some more wine, you guys. Okay. And, uh, but this, this restaurant, when you walk into it, it's just, it's a uh, leftover from, I th- believe, the 20s or 30s. And it's just this beautiful, beautiful place. And then they do the whole table side Caesar salad. But yeah. Um, you said this thing to me in your car where you were like, you said this really funny thing about how like you're like making fun of the whole thing when girls are like, if you can't handle me at my worst, then you don't deserve me at my best. But then you're talking about like, what were you Selena, saying? Selena. Like, <laughs> wait. You can't. I, was it? I'm wait, pretty sure. One of your friends or something or some some meme or something on the internet where it's like, where it's like. But it's like then it's like a picture of the girl being like stabbing her boyfriend or something and being like, if you can't handle me in my worst when I'm crazy, you don't deserve me in my. But then it goes on this whole journey where it's like, okay, it's clearly the girl's problem. Yeah, no, totally. <laughs> yeah. We're, well, it's, Poor guy. I think we were talking about how also oh. you're always like, oh, what if I don't say something, what, something oh. funny and he's not going to like me? Oh, because I was venting to you about like maybe I showed too much myself yeah. or I felt judged by the guy that I'm currently dating and I was like that was what really pissed me off that I felt judged by him but then I also felt exposed and maybe I'm not worthy of love because he learned too much about the real me and he can't handle it so yeah and then you're talking about like how you have a friend who like acts kind of wild but well, men yeah, just love how it so often you're like oh what, well, what if I don't say something funny and then he doesn't like me and then you have your friend that takes a bat to the guy's car and like throws his cell phone into the toilet and he's like I love you I know and they're like, like in a, an amazing relationship yeah. and you're just like he's oh, like what a wild child I, I just her. love her yeah he's <laughs> like she's so passionate oh my god yeah yeah I just don't know I don't know what's important what's important I think the most important thing is just growing with a person with oh. within yourself and learning Ugh. and growing and then being with somebody that is okay with that. And then I think also just feeling comfortable with yourself. It's so cheesy and so basic. But yeah. then you kind of have these epiphanies where you're just like, yeah, you know what? Sometimes I fly off the handle and that's who I am. And yeah. I'm working on it, but that's that. And but, but better to be in a relationship than not? Do you think that's better as a human being or evolution I during wonder, this lifetime? I'm... I tend to be a bit of a serial monogamous. Yeah. Because I think a lot of it I don't like dating and I yeah. like working on stuff with people. But I don't know. I wonder. Because being in a relationship then brings up all this other stuff. Oh, then you have to look at yourself. You've got to like communicate yeah. to another person about your feelings and why you're acting a certain way. You've got to like consider another person. You've got to be like... Apologize for stuff. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> even the guy that I'm dating, who I adore, I have so much love for him. He's the greatest. He's got a big private. The sex is great. He does all the right stuff. He sends me tons of flowers. I keep it up. It's really great. Um, I love it. I like you, ton. <laughs> hey, I, I may even love you. But okay. Oh, but anyway. Um. Oh. But then, like, sometimes I don't want to talk. I don't want to talk on the phone. Yeah. I don't even want to talk to anybody. And then I'm like, oh fuck, like. If I don't call, he's gonna get mad at me. Or he's gonna take it personally. But I just want to be left alone. I want to watch movies. I don't even want to have to like 
yeah, consider, sometimes I don't even want to consider another person, not because I don't like them, but just because I'm, I'm just wanting to do whatever I want to do and it's not nothing personal to them. So it's like, I don't know. But then when you have, I don't know. So I'm just like weighing the, uh, it's a lot to be in a thing. It's a lot. And then when you're single, you're on the prowl a little bit or like you're always, there's like a little thing in your brain where you're like, you're kind of searching for something too. So when you have something, at least you have it, but then you have to have it and keep it up and tend to it and be respectful and consider another person. And then when you're single, you guys are totally contemplating single or you're looking to be fucked or loved or date or whatever, you know? And yet I think it's just honoring all of the journey. And it's just a really easy thing to say, but it's so fucking hard to do. Oh yeah. Just, just go. I'm not really trying to say this, but like, just go with like, this is what you're being presented with. And then you just go through it and then see what you learn on those and how, and it'll all unfold exactly how it's supposed to unfold, I guess. And it was, I think I mentioned this at the girls' night in where it's the women that we love and respect and the people didn't get there because things worked out. It's oh, things yeah. messed up, things got fucked up, but they kept going. And then they have these really colorful, beautiful stories to tell. And then yeah. it fuels you in a really cool way. That's true. Well, that is a really good point. So when we're so hard on ourselves because of a failed relationship or because of whatever, but it's like, think of, you know, the Frida Kahlo's or whatever. Who? Frida Kahlo. Just kidding. Frida. I know. I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> e Frida Kahlo. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, yeah. It's weird. I was at this thing the other day, and, like, there's a guy that I that I had, like, a one-night stand with. He's a mutual friend. We had a one-night stand with him, like, a year ago. It didn't need to happen. I don't, like, I don't... I don't believe in having regrets, but this could easily have been an exchange that didn't need to happen. Yeah. Because of alcohol and uh, just rose. Rose, probably. Kind of like this whole. Probably vodka. Kind of <laughs> like this, but probably even more intense. So I'm trying to lay off vodka. But like, it's like over a year ago, I slept with some guy and he was at the function yesterday. And I remember like being like, ugh, I'm not going to leave this thing. I'm allowed to be here. I have tons of friends here. But I hate that I'm like, I might have an exchange or I might run in like have to talk to this guy that I saw and we didn't talk like we didn't even make eye contact like whatever but it was so interesting my girlfriend was like isn't it funny how the how you're taking the entire burden or responsibility of your exchange and putting it on you like he was 50% 50% of it he was part of this like whatever whether it was awkward or whatever it was like a sexual exchange it never happened again probably didn't need to happen two people who are wrong for each other who had sex but I put it all on me like I go like oh my god I'm the worst I'm a slut I I put myself in the situation I'm out of control I'm wild I'm this and that and then I just imagine him to be like on cruise control just being yeah, like yeah, love yeah. and life baby I'm allowed to do whatever the fuck I want like you're a whore see you later you know whatever skank like ugh, you're just and it's so interesting because I don't even realize that I do this and then when my girlfriend who was at the thing last night we were texting after she was like don't do that to yourself he's 50% of it too and we're just, and we, whatever he's thinking about it, he probably is on cruise control and, and putting it all on me anyway. He probably is, because I do feel like, for the most part, men, I don't know, can be that way. But yeah, it's just so interesting that women I like, feel like take they're on, not conditioned to be that way as well, to feel the guilt. It's more like, yeah, whatever. Of, yeah, you're so right. Take on, to, they aren't conditioned to take on the weight, the responsibility, the shame yeah. of the, the sexual experience or like the, whatever. And it's like, so interesting. I just wanted to look at that because I'm sure there are girls listening who are like 
spiraling over what just happened the night before when they went out to some club wherever they live or whatever. Yeah. And there's something really cool about celebrating that and just celebrating even that insecurity or whatever it is that just being like, fuck yeah, you know, sometimes I'm weird and I do these things and just letting yourself do that. Oh, yeah. And then having girlfriends that you can laugh about it and just sometimes exchange the story of who did the worst, most embarrassing thing and finding joy and ridiculousness in that. Yeah, you're so right. Like, I even had to, like, like, I used that experience in writing the script that I wrote. And, yeah, fuck it. I had a wild, weird, drunken night where I, like, wasn't my best. And, like, I learned from it. I learned not to do that again. (laughs) I definitely took a break from dating after that and, like, learned to be more precious with who I let inside me or whatever. But, uh... Yeah, I don't know. Oh, but I actually had to actively say, like, even today, being like, with a bunch of different things. I have a tendency to spiral. Like, when I go out at night, like, if somebody looks at me the wrong way or if I say something, I'm like, oh, my God, did they take that the right way? Are they, did I misrepresent myself? Are they mad at me? Do they hate me? Am I not cool? Oh, my God, like, do they not like me anymore? And I spiral, 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 and I make, I just make myself suffer so intensely, like, so painfully intensely that today I even have to be like, hey, let it go. I had to, like, like verbalize like I actually said like was talking to myself like getting ready to come see you today I was like let it go just be nice to yourself we whip our own backs and then ask for forgiveness yeah and it's just like whoa like that is never gonna really end well I mean if you have to I always feel like just just do no harm if what you're doing is harming another person then you apologize and you do what you can to make it better because we're all going to do it whether we want to but and if what you're doing is harming yourself, then you figure it out and then, you know, learn from it and try not to do that. But that, oh, yeah. that's really it. Oh, you yeah, know? harming yourself. You're so right. I'm only doing that. That's usually the main person I'm harming. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I'm the meanest to myself. And then sometimes I have to, like, step back and be like, if I worry about some, like, some arbitrary thing, like, does so-and-so not like me? Like, some weird, based in nothing, based in, like, stories I tell myself, I have to go, Alexi? Is it true? Is any of the shit you're telling yourself true? And I'm usually like, no. Or I just swallowed away from the mic because I didn't want you guys to hear me swallow. Because um, you guys are all better than that and deserve much better and more. Um, <laughs> or sometimes I'll be like, wait, I'm worrying if this person hates me, which is totally narcissistic, actually. And it's all about me. Uh, but me being very mean to myself. And then I go... I have to like rework it in my brain and go, wait a minute. If they do hate me or if they do think I hate them or if they don't like me, all I know is that I love them and that's all I'm responsible for is how I feel about them and how I act towards them. And if it's only loving, like that's all I can do. And I know how I feel about them. So I have these like crazy weird conversations about my relationships with people that they have no idea about unless they listen to my podcast and yeah. have a sense <laughs> that I'm talking about them. But uh Man, am I alone in this? Or do you ever overthink shit like this? Oh, 100%. I mean, that's, that's just... Or, or you go through the whole day and you're like, I feel good. Yeah. And then you go to sleep and then your brain's like... Yeah. <laughs> and then it's like, ah, and you're just like, shut up. I'm just trying to sleep. I say, I hope... I say, and I want to invite anybody listening to this podcast, like, do you guys mentally spiral over things and then all of a sudden, like, everything is better, but you, like, make yourself... Because, like, do you do this, Aristotle? You do? He's gently nodding in agreement. 
makes me feel less I think alone. Everybody does, though. It's this human Ugh. condition for us why? to really push ourselves in that place. I but wonder why? why. Is it like ego? Is it just like, why do I we do this? It must be ego driven a little bit because it's all about making it about us, about us. And what, creating what, separation. Yeah. And being like, you know, you don't like, I'm going to create a problem and, and cre- as opposed to just being like, I want to like lobotomize myself and just be like, just like, a lot of everybody people loves me. do, though, you know, or well, not like that, but you know, it's it's why people turn to different drugs. Substances. Oh my god, well, alcohol, <laughs> alcohol makes it worse for me the next day because it's a depressant. So I'm like, the next day, I'm like, oh no, everybody really, yeah, hates you're me. like, what did I do? Yeah, the alcohol makes it worse for me, but I want to try to like. I mean, I don't really meditate. I talk about meditating, but I don't meditate really. But sometimes I just try to like go, how can I just give myself like a quick mind reframe lobotomy kind of thing where I go, no, you're good. Everybody loves you. I think it's part of it even just saying it when you wake up in the morning being like, I'm good. And everybody is doing you a favor. If someone is kind of shitty towards you or shows you something about themselves, you have the choice to say, oh, I don't really like that. Yeah. And I'm going to maybe not hate that person, but not put them so close to me. Yeah. And and that's it, you know? Oh, yeah. That's true. Okay. And then also, I feel like, so I'm getting really existential right now. But I, like the, it. I, I can't stop. Um, also, I realize I'm just going to, I'm going to try to just live my life. I feel like a lot of it's like a white male thing to do where they're just like, <laughs> everybody loves me. I'm entitled to everything. I'm having a great life. Everything's cool, right? But uh, meanwhile, everybody does hate them. But, uh, oh, but I'm going to try to live my life like that, like happy and assuming everything is great. And then really let somebody come to me if there is a real problem. Like, cool. You don't like me? You have an issue? You think I'm annoying? You're talking to Tell me to my face. And then when they do, then I'll deal with it then. Instead of trying to control all the possible shit talking or weird thoughts, because I can't control everybody's thoughts, but it's like, yeah, I make up people's thoughts. I think somebody told me this once: that you're not the asshole whisperer, you know, and nobody. I'm in, not, <laughs> but I want to be. You're not like, oh wait, let me just make this person yeah. like me or be better, or you know, nobody in the history of the world has ever succeeded in getting everybody to like them oh, and you're yeah. not going to be the first. And I don't want to be somebody that everybody no. likes anyway. I'd rather have people be like, oh, God. It's also because you want to be doing things that are inspire extreme. people. And polarizing. Exactly. Yeah. You don't want people to be like, she's, she's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's all right. That's true. Oh, and I today when I was leaving to come here, I was like, I have a complete willingness to like walk through any weird altercation. If somebody were to come to me and be like, you are a piece of shit. I can't stand you. You really irritated me. Then I'd be like, God, I'm so great at communicating. I could totally like turn this or at least walk Mm. through it with them. Like I have the complete ability to confront and be confronted. So cool. I'm going to like wait till people confront me. If they don't, that's their problem. I think also asking questions is a big part of it. I don't have time to ask questions. Wait, what do you mean? (laughs) No, I just want to. We're good. Um, What what questions? Oh, asking people. I just text everybody if they hate me right now. (laughs) (laughs) Be like asking questions like, do you hate me? People love that. Uh, No, if someone comes up to you and says, I'm not down with what you did or whatever, you can say, oh, why? Why? I'm great. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm amazing. I've been telling myself I'm that really every day. Amazing. Um we gotta get back to the walking dead a little oh, bit. Oh yeah, walking. yeah. Okay, wait, so we're at I know we're totally complete whatever. Um so we're at so Cam, Cameron, yep. Cammy. 
was Cam like, Cam. Alexi should moderate, host, whatever, the Q&A for the Emmy... Uh, for your consideration. Party. Which is the first level of the thing, which is just getting on the ballot. I can't believe it. So wait, that actually helped you guys get on the ballot? Yeah, How? it helped us get nominated, actually. Wait, what? Because the people there were on from the Academy? Who were these people? Where'd you find them? Uh, so the people that were there uh, vote for the, the nomination... And then uh, the big part of it was also we had a lot of people uh, just Instagramming, social media, doing yeah. all that stuff. So it had obviously a much bigger spread than just even that night. Oh, my God. Wait. And, so and it was also an opportunity to thank the people. I mean, Lauren and Mike came and just thank the people that were a part of it because it was a really cool experience. I mean, I would have never thought that I would be... Uh, drawn to something like that, but it was really fun. You're so good in it. You're such a badass Aww. too. You're just so tough and like <laughs> because you really. You, but you know, in real life, you're very. But in both, whatever, you're very feminine. You're gorgeous. Like you're totally like just. I don't know. But then, on the show, <laughs> well, it was amazing so fucking, because it was like no makeup, you're sweaty. Just, you don't need any makeup, but whatever. You, no. you need no makeup. <laughs> But wait, are you, oh, I don't want to call it this, but isn't it weird it's still called this? You're wearing a wife beater, which is really bizarre to call it that. Why do people call I know, I was thinking about that recently. Weren't you wearing one, though? They're very well, sexy on women. It, was, it wasn't a wife beater, it was a pink tank top. Pink tink, tank top? Tank top? Oh my God, I'm a drunk. Oh my God, I can't believe this happened. I'm drunk on the Love Like podcast <laughs> at like 1.45 p.m. on a Thursday. Is it Thursday? Oh, uh, who cares? Who cares? Yeah, it's Thursday. Oh, so your boyfriend has a thing tonight at No Name, right? Oh, yeah, he does. Do you go every week? I try to go every week. It's been actually a pretty cool hang. His name's Stuart Cole, by the way. Oh, my I God. Like you're fucking I was, I was trying to be respectful I know, of you. I was noticing Sometimes that. I'm always I was like, like oh, I, you oh, tell oh. me how far you want to go. Oh, okay, but, but back to you. Okay, so you're at, so you're at the party. You're, and you were cooking too. You're in the kitchen. I did. Yeah, I uh, we made a Mexican meal in honor so good. of the just where the show sh- takes place because we end up in on the other side of a tunnel. Yeah, looking around Mexico border, saying, "What are we gonna do now?" Is it you met Marcel, Marcel, Marcel? Yeah, in Tijuana. Oh How? God, I didn't even think How? about that little. How? Uh, so it was. Uh, I love New Year's. I think everybody hates New Year's. Oh, I like New Year's. I did mushrooms alone on New Year's Eve. You did what? I did mushrooms alone on New Year's Eve. Fuck yeah. To have a little special moment, like ritualistic thing. But go on. You met him on New Year's Eve in Tijuana? Yeah, so I I love New Year's Eve. Most people don't. My boyfriend doesn't. Um, So it was, I think we had been traveling a lot lately that year. And we waited, I think, till New Year's Day. Or I'm sorry, New Year's Eve Day to decide what we were going to do and we couldn't figure it out and I was like let's just drive down to Tijuana oh wow and he was like uh <laughs> oh my god so not into it he's from LA just not into it and I was like listen this is what we're gonna do we're gonna drive down it's two hours away yeah it's if only you- two hours away yeah. Aristotle why didn't you tell me it's, it's three hours he says no but then you're also holding my other hand is it eight hours or three hours just three three Oh man, he's making a lot of wiggly gestures. I'm confused, know. but all right, you guys agree to disagree. Go on. Two and a half. Two let's and a half. Let's split the diff. Yeah, I would say actually two and a half, but I also purposely go when there's no traffic. I'll know. Oh my god! Go. Like ten hours later, we're still talking about the fucking like it could be an hour and forty five. Like, oh my god! Yeah. says. <laughs> <laughs> Google Maps just uh, anyway. Okay, so you drive. So we down. go down and mm-hmm. um, and then just I was. Like, hey, 
if we cross the border and you feel weird at all, we will turn right back around. Why would he feel weird? Because he did. He did? Oh, yeah. It was actually really... Is he very white? Very white. The whitest. Just the, kidding. No, uh, whiter he, than actually, me? I actually bought him for Christmas this year one of those 23 and Me. What? Uh, what is that? It's, um... <laughs> What is it? It's like um, you guys are so racist against my people. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> like no, uh, it's um, it's one of those tests that tells you all of your genes and where you're from. Oh, and it was like white, white, white. The whitest white, man white. I've ever met in my entire life. <laughs> Seriously. Oh God, I really hope that's not the case for me. I know it was crazy. So anyway, so we're driving down and. God bless his soul. He's just like, all right, let's do it. And then we're driving along the highway, and pretty much you can see the where we're driving. Mm-hmm. It's um, just south of San Diego, and it's pretty bare. And then you see the border, and it's just packed with houses, and there's this giant-ass Mexican flag just waving. And he actually screamed. What? What? He A went, little bitch. Ah! What? <laughs> oh, my God. And I was like, did you just scream? And I can't like, believe this. That's it. And I was like, yeah. This is the guy who has sex with you? I know. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So sensitive. Oh, my God. Those <laughs> musicians, baby. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. And then we, so I was like, all right, let's just do it. And then we crossed the border. And I made sure, because there's a way to go where you cross, but then go directly to where the beach area is. So you don't have to go through Tijuana proper. Stuart was like, take me to the beach. <laughs> well, I was like, we need to make sure that it goes the right way. So we did it. And then it's really beautiful once you're driving along the beach. It's yeah. like Malibu and the same craggy coast. Stuart's like, Phew. Yeah, no, it it's was like exactly Malibu. that. Yeah. Was like, oh. Oh, I can breathe again. And then it turns out we actually had a bunch of friends that had rented a house not far from the little motel that oh. we had Bought and then you guys never bought, invite me things rented. anymore. I know I need to. I, mean, I know we didn't know each other then, but still, I, sh- I thought about you. Oh, I was God, like, I hope so. <laughs> it sounds beautiful. But okay, so you're there, and then we ran into some friends, and Marcel was part of the the crew, and then we, uh, sir, he was cooking. I was helping him, and then the next day when everybody was leaving, I took him to this little fishing village called Popola, uh, that you kind of get the fish and then you take it to this little... By the way, Aristotle doesn't speak any Spanish. I don't think you guys are communicating on some cool level because uh, while he was Mexican, he speaks no Spanish. And uh, this has been exposed on really numerous podcasts. It's a thing, actually. My brothers and sisters, half of us speak Spanish and half of us don't. But you but do. My, yeah, my grandparents, uh, I think when I was 14, pulled me aside and said don't lose the Spanish. You'll be so happy when you're older. Yeah. And it's just the only thing I probably listened to them on. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. And I'm actually really grateful. But it's a really common thing. I'm grateful just for and the texture it adds to this podcast experience. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm learning. I feel sultry when you say yeah. sexy things. <laughs> when you do that thing with your tongue that makes the things go like... The face. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so that it's a really interesting... And very common, common thing because, and I don't know, I know you aren't talking, but he talks. <laughs> He's just but cute. it's an interesting thing uh, because I just spent a few weeks in Mexico City, and that's an uh, just thinking about that. There's this whole generation of people that don't feel completely American, but can't really go back to Mexico and be like, I'm home or wherever. Uh, so. And speaking of stories and 
uh, pilots and movies and stuff that are getting written. I'm like there's Insta that, stories. There's that. <laughs> Speaking of Insta stories, yeah. Um, that's a really interesting, I think, dynamic to explore, and that we're finally moving in that direction. A lot of the stuff that I've been reading has been been kind of moving in that way. Like, what have you been reading? Just uh, just scripts or new pilots or new things coming up about uh, exploring that halfway point. Oh, yeah, of not quite knowing where you belong. Yeah, like yeah. somewhere in between. Oh, that's a really uncomfortable feeling, I bet. I mean, I can't relate because I'm a white girl living in Los Angeles <laughs> with bangs who used to have a Prius, but uh, now I'm pretty much on foot, it is, though. It feels the safest at Whole Foods. Probably. Oh, <laughs> only in New Orleans. I go to Trader Joe's to save my money in Los Angeles. Uh, I love Trader Joe's. I love Trader Joe's so much. Oh my God, love, it just comes back to that. No, I love Trader Joe's in a way that it's not okay. Like sometimes if I'm having a bad day, I actually will just go to the Trader Joe's and drink the coffee and That's, then find something to buy to like qualify me drinking that coffee. That's how I used to be <laughs> with Whole Foods. And now I and I had like a real like irritated relationship with Trader Joe's because the... Uh, Oh my god, this is the most specific any podcast will ever get about Trader Joe's. Did unless they discontinue unless, something? No, unless there's a Trader Joe's po- podcast, but uh, puh. I'm like, puh. Podcast. But like, their aisles are so narrow most of the time. At Trader Joe's? Yeah. Oh, and that pisses you off. I put, oh, uh oh. You're like, somebody's getting tipsy. <laughs> I could hear it. I heard a parched moment. Oh my god, that's what happens with, with wine. Whatever. What can we do? We're just people living our lives. Okay. Oh wait. So, no, but the the aisles are very narrow. At Trader Joe's, are hard to navigate. The parking lot is no easier most of the time. The parking lot. It's not a cool scene. It's terrifying. No, the parking lot is insane. And then the place is so small, and you have to see the people in the place yeah. that were mean to you, or you oh, were kind of yeah. mean to them, or whatever. Oh, happened. I've actually gotten in fights. I, I like to be. I like to be, uh, what's the word? Not combative, but like... Uh, aggressive? Not aggressive, but like uh, where you, you, make an, you make a move. Uh, you go towards a thing. Oh, I'm actually forgetting a very simple word. <laughs> you guys are going to be like, oh my God, that's the word you, you can remember? Uh, not combative. I just said it a little bit ago when I was talking about if somebody wants to confront. I like to be confrontational. Got it. But not in a negative sense where I'm just like, okay, we have a problem here. Let's talk about it. Like, So sometimes if I somebody like gives me a problem in the parking lot and I see them, I'm like, okay, that happened. All right, I see you. Like, I don't know. I can't. You're like, yeah, I, I got my eyes on you. Yeah. Got my eyes on you. Oh, I had this weird, this has nothing to do with anything, but but you love Trader Joe's, what you're saying. I love Trader Joe's. Yeah. I'll tell you about that wine in a second. I'm going to send you a photo of that wine. Send me a photo. I actually do have a photo of it in my phone, but also... Because I'm trying not to get addicted to Adderall. I don't take Adderall. But sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm feeling a little lethargic. It's very hot out. Is it me? Do I have a kidney problem I've got to look at? I don't know what's wrong with me, but I need like a little oomph of energy. That mm-hmm. My coffee I make at home doesn't do it for me. And then I discovered Trader Joe's French uh, French roast iced cold brew. No, French roast cold brew that you buy. And it's like $9.99. This is how it's like it, liquid Adderall? It's like liquid Adderall. I'm not even kidding. It's... But it's the French version. It's a blue label, and I put it in my fridge, and I have ice cubes in my fridge, and I put lots of half and half, so I put a ton of this cold brew, this French cold brew, 
lot of half and half. I didn't know this would be a tutorial on how to live your Hot life. Hot tip. Hot exclusive for cold, cold, cold <laughs> brew. But uh, yeah, I take the cold brew. I put the half and half. I put a bunch of fancy fun ice into it. And then I'm like, oh my God, I've got this like fancy drink that I would have thought I could only buy at Starbucks for coffee, bean, and tea leaf, CBTL. And uh, here we go. So that's another thing I love about Starbucks. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Anyway. I got another Trader Joe's story if you want to hear it. As I, I do. Drunk. I I did you not hear when I said I love Trader Joe's? Okay, I love and then we'll, Trader Joe's. Then we will go back to Fear the Walking Dead yeah. in a second. But here's one weird story I have. Do you think Trader Joe's would survive an apocalypse? Probably not. <laughs> I mean, it would get looted and then we're done. I would loot it. You would loot I would, it. Po- zombies show up. Trader Joe's. What do they go? Wait, do you get the salami there? Are you vegetarian? No, no. you're not. No, you eat all the stuff, right? Everything. You cook. You're a great cook. I do also want to ask you, though, before I go back to my like closer of a Trader Joe's story, that's been really going to close this, like, bring this podcast home. You guys are going to all, for everybody <laughs> listening, all of you, wherever you are. Don't tune out. Don't tune out. Because there's a good story Okay? Coming. Don't even tune out emotionally, even if you're still listening. I need you focused, okay? So get some cold brew, get some ice, get some half and half, whip that shit up, get focused, and then listen to my closer <laughs> yeah. of a story about Trader Joe's. Anyway, but I do want to know, okay, so your boyfriend didn't leave Tijuana, Right. He stayed. No, no, no. We stayed. I thought you guys turned around. We actually ended up... A little uh, bit more worse, please. A (laughs) tiny bit more so I can just start slurring and then vomit on the podcast because that would be like, that would be an exclusive. Oh, my God. Oh, oh, wow. You're too beautiful to be gross in front of me. Lapping up weird... I love being gross. Do you really? Do you go... You don't, like, go to the bathroom in front of your boyfriend, do you? No, no. I'm not like that. Good. You don't even do that. I don't go to the bathroom. Exactly. That's exactly what I meant. Exactly. Um, I'm not a doctor, but it's probably not okay. You, she had that whole so, soda, sh- soda, <laughs> soda. Oh god! Oh my god! And um, wait. Okay, so you didn't turn around from Tijuana. You're there with your boyfriend. No, we Fantastic. were only supposed to be there for the night. And we ended up staying for a week. I'm trying down. Hold on. We got Trader Joe's closer. Okay. Oh, but I do want to know. You're gorgeous. You're successful. You're a deep thinking, feeling. Special soul, right? Living your life in Los Angeles, Tin- Tinseltown, as they call it. Why this guy? Why is he the guy you've been with for how many years? <sighs> like a little over six. Six years. I've never been in. I've only been in a five year oh, and a two year, five year or two year and a one year, and then maybe like a few monthers, a couple months. I feel like any time you spend a significant amount of time with another person, when people think of a 20-year marriage and then a divorce as a failed oh, marriage. I don't think that. I'm like, you fucking yeah, dealt you with another it. person and that is a success. Yeah. I mean, anytime you can spend a significant amount of time with another person yeah. and not kill each other. Yeah. That is a success. Maybe that's my little No, bar, that's a real thing. No, it's like, yeah. I completely agree. Um, but you, so you're saying why him? Yeah, like why? Like I'm sure you've been on a. Have you been on a bunch of dates with a bunch of clown bonehead like I'm, dorks? I'm very... I'm very uh, either I'm in it or I'm very just happy and flitting around. I don't really do the dating in between to figure out what you want. I just kind of either I find myself in a relationship or I'm just having fun. Because the guy is like probably like, I love you. I want to be with you. And that's (laughs) what's happening, right? Like I imagine because that's usually how I feel like when my girlfriends are like, I just don't know what's going on, blah, blah. It's like, what? Because I feel like when you end up in a relationship, it just happens. It's like you're right into it. Yeah, and then you're like, oh, you haven't left my house for five days, and I 
Don't mind. <laughs> I can't even have that experience with the guy I'm dating because he lives in another city. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Maybe if he lived here, we could explore this naturally. Okay, but whatever. He will. Shout out to you, mister. Hey, Get out of here. It's me, the car girl. Oh, it's her. It's her. It's me. <laughs> um, but yeah, so what about him was like, I mean, none of my business, but tell me. I like, don't know. I mean, I can't, I can't put it down in like a list of things, but I will say that he has, he works hard as far as in the relationship. And I think that that's awesome. That was my mom's biggest thing. She was like, you know what, men don't change. And if you have a man that's willing to work, then that's amazing. And and he's romantic. And he is? I, yeah. Like how? What does that mean? Just, he's very, I mean, we wake up every morning just really affectionate with each other. And he's like, makes me a little coffee. Oh my and God. does little things. And it's really, really sweet. And we've worked really hard to get to this point. Hard it's not to get like, to coffee? Why? Well, coffee <laughs> did i tell you about my cold burger recipe i know i know i'm like hey we need to get on this thing uh, tell him about that i'll get really excited <laughs> to make it for you every morning but yeah wait. No, he's really snobby about coffee actually. he is oh god he oh, like boy. weighs out the beans i can't i know oh god no, but oh, wow aristotle oh, nodding but aristotle is it too well, as long as he weighs out the beans and makes we it need for to bring you him on next time and i mean oh that should be the hundredth episode where i like to sit down <laughs> aristotle with like a light and be like where were you on the night of and i just like fully <laughs> go in and ask him everything about himself but uh, yeah, no, so. yeah, he weighs everything out, and it's uh, I'm I'll drink whatever. I love diner coffee. I'll drink the Seven Eleven coffee, Me whatever. Too. Uh, but what's happened because he makes this really? I mean, he's like, I like the Ethiopian because it has more of like the fruity this, but with the chocolate back tone and all that stuff. And I'm always like, whatever, just make me the coffee. Yeah. And then now, when I drink coffee, I'm like, is that blueberries? Oh, my God. And it kind of freaks me out because I'm not trying to do that, but I can totally sometimes pick up little notes. I'm like, oh, that's cherry. Yeah. And then I sometimes feel weird saying it out loud. How did you meet this? How did you meet Story? Funny enough story. Yeah. Um, A friend of mine was going through a really bad breakup. Actually, the one that takes the bat to the cars. Got it. Well, <laughs> she's a goddess. Men love her. She's amazing. I gotta start taking she's the bat actually to... the, one of the coolest girls. I, I gotta I start taking her. bats to people's cars because then men will be like, And oh, then man. just be like, and what? What can I do? What yeah. Person. Car's more important than me. It's a physical thing. How dare you? <laughs> yeah. But you're with her. Um, well, actually, she called me and uh, I was at home in bed and she was going through a bad breakup and she just called me and said, hey, um, um, do you want to go grab a drink? And I was like, oh, I'm in bed, but what about, you know, maybe tomorrow? She's like, well, I'm outside of your house. I'm oh, wow. Outside of your house. What a kook. I love it. So I was like, oh, okay, well, as long as it's a dive bar because I don't want to get ready and Oh, you're so gorgeous. Go. You're just like, you can wear a paper bag. Oh, my God, an ace bandage and a paper bag. You're like a goddess. <laughs> That's That'll be tomorrow. That's the truth. Wear that. Uh, but, yeah, so she... Like I'm, I'm outside. I was like, okay, as long as it's a dive bar. So I had a t-shirt on and some underwear, and I threw my jeans on that were just on the side. Underwear, of my exclusive. Bed. Yeah, exclusive. <laughs> Hot tip. Uh, and then we go to this dive bar, but right when we get there, she decides she wants to go to this other place because some guy that she thought was hot was there and it was this really fancy Which exclusive one? bar. It was Bardo, do you remember? Oh, whatever. Bardo, exclusive but it is a hipster bar. That it's night, hipster. It was like I guess like Stuart's band was playing. It was like really hard to get into that night. Yeah. And I'm in PJ's shirt 
and like jeans and nothing. It's always so nice when you don't shave your legs. A hundred percent. Oh my god, I love you. Gnarly. And then I went and um, and we got in and I couldn't find her. And then I finally find her and I guess she had she was making out with this guy in the bathroom and she got mad at him so she bit his lip and there was like blood gushing out so he ran oh out. my god was it Davey and Havoc from AFI <laughs> just kidding <laughs> there was like all this craziness going on and I was just like how am I in this bar trying to console this guy with the bloody lip and everything and oh my god Stuart walks up and it was after his band had played and he's like can I can I get you girls a drink or something and I'm like uh and then he found me on Facebook afterwards. Oh, my God. The old Facebook uh, yeah. Kaczmarinski where you're like, uh, hey. Uh. And then we actually became good friends for about a year. And good there was friends? No, none of that. Didn't that worry you that you weren't wanting to like immediately make out with him? Where I you're did. Like, He's just a friend. I actually oh, did wow. think that for a while. because I, But also, I was in a relationship at the time, and I really close off when I'm in a relationship. Oh, you were in a relationship at the yeah. time. Who was that bone? <laughs> or, like, who was that guy? <laughs> He was a drummer. Oh, really? I love drummers. Yeah, like, what he was band? really cool. Really, we're still really good friends. He's one of what band? You don't tell me. Tell uh, me. he plays for a bunch of different bands. I don't know who he's playing with now. AFI. <laughs> just kidding. I was not like AFI, so I'm just saying that over and over again. But I also like AFI. But like, <laughs> you're like I kind of but not as much as Aristotle. Um, Who went to the concert? <laughs> okay, but go on. So wait, what drummer was for what band? So I don't know. Okay, don't you don't, you don't want to talk about it. There you go. Just tell me. Yeah. Um I can deal with confrontation as I told you before. <laughs> I'm just waiting for people to, to confront me. Uh okay. But uh yeah, so we became uh Stuart and I became friends for about a year and it wasn't I guess on my side there definitely wasn't any of that going on. No vibes. Poor Not, Stuart. No, we were became really close friends, though. So there was like friendship vibes. Oh my god, was he like madly in love with you, and you were just like, "Oh, I love you. You're such a good friend." And he was like, "He's let me put a blanket over you. Uh, Can I spoon yeah. food you yogurt?" And you're like, "Oh god, what a good friend you are." He's he like, "I love you." Honestly, a testament to someone getting out of the friend zone. People <gasps> think it doesn't happen, but it. Did. Oh my god, take us through this. We yeah, don't have that much time, but tell us. <laughs> So uh, I broke up with my boyfriend. It was a really hard thing. And he was like, okay, this is, this is my, my time. I hope he doesn't mind that I'm saying this. He probably Ooh, never the ex-boyfriend? Gonna, no, Stuart, but whatever. Oh, God, he well, was like, this is my time. I'm going to just make it really clear. So he made it clear. He was like, listen, I know you're going through stuff, but if you ever want to explore another relationship, yeah. I'm here. And it, like, I freaked out. I was like, what? And we didn't talk for eight months. Eight months? Yeah. Oh, my God. You're like, how dare you like me, yeah. sick pig? <laughs> and I went crazy. I was, like, crazy. Just It was a really hard breakup because it was my first just kind of going out and just wanting, like, being a bit, I don't know if self-destructive is a word, but just not caring and just drinking and doing, I mean, unlike today. Oh, um, well, no, but I mean, self-destructive. Like, no, no, no. But, uh, tell me about it. Like, but my legitimately, God. just... Just ah, which yeah. was kind of good because Stuart's such a sensitive, lovely little person, and um, I think it would have been really hard for him to deal with me during that time. So I got that out of my way, and then he invited me to his birthday party through Facebook. Oh wait, and this was like eight months later. Yeah. Oh, wow, and we what hadn't a good talked guy. in a while. Wow. And what a good I was like, guy. I'm gonna go, and then I went, and then it was just on from then. Oh, my God. You were like, I got this craziness yeah. out of my system or I got this behavior out of my system. It was craziness. I mean, what's craziness? 
just whatever. Dating. Not, no, nothing, nothing bad, but just, you know, where you're just going out and just trying to escape feelings. Yeah, that's pretty much a lot of my existence. <laughs> yeah, that's like a lot of, for me, promiscuity or like wanting to feel saved with by somebody else or have pillow talk or feel a quick connection, even though I'm like, why did I do that? I don't know that person or... yeah. Um, or being like, I just want to have sex. I don't like, I'm being irresponsible with other people's feelings. Forgetting. That's always a really weird thing that I feel like it's only been recently that I've been able to grow up and be evolved enough to think back on that. Because you know about ghosting. Yeah, I've ghosted. I was a ghoster. I was a ghoster too. And the funny thing is, real quick, like this guy that I'm dating, when we had this moment where like I overshared about a dating experience with a guy I didn't I didn't even have sex with, but I like really uh, told him about this, went into details of like going on a date with a guy and uh, all the and I pinpointed all the reasons why this guy was not right for me, but to yeah. me it was kind of entertaining the story and I didn't care anyway. At the end of it, the guy I'm dating was like, "How could you give a piece of yourself away?" Or like, because I think I made out with him and I may have like uh, I don't know <laughs> I don't know what I did in front of the guy, but. We weren't naked or anything, but uh, anyway, the interesting thing is there's another part that wasn't being considered that like maybe sometimes I was irresponsible with, with other people's feelings. Because if men in, do in fact have feelings, I have definitely made out and had sex with men that I've not continued to date, but I've maintained a friendship with or not. And they had feelings and their feelings were hurt. It's not that I gave a piece of myself away. It was like I had... You know, I have done that, but uh, but it was just interesting, and I, I kind of want that guy to know, the guy that I'm dating to know that, like, sometimes, not the, probably not even listening, whatever, but, uh, but yeah, it, it is interesting. It isn't always the girl giving a piece of herself away. It's like, uh, you know, she takes a piece of to somebody, or men can, like, girl and a girl can be like, I'm just in this moment where I'm newly single, and I'm feeling wild, and I'm yeah. about me right now, and I'm doing this thing, and it's like, I don't feel compromised, because I do want to be alone, but I do want to have sex, like, women want sex, too, and it's like, anyway, so, so I have been in that, a lot of my life has been in whatever zone that was before you ended up with, with Stuart, even though yours seems more short-lived than mine, but like, <laughs> but yeah. But, and yet... I'm so grateful that I went through uh, that time. Of course, time. you should I not. I love yeah. the weird stories and the things that Me happen. Me too, yes. It makes life so much more interesting because eventually you're going to be a little bitty on the bed mm -hmm. or with like the walker. And you yeah. want to be able to, I mean, that's what makes, the, you know, those things so interesting is getting to have evolved and grown and experienced life. You write about it. Supposed to being scared of it. Yeah. And it feel, fuels your art in such yeah. an incredible way, just making trouble. Totally. Like, that's exactly it. Like, I know that I've had moments where I've been like, ooh, like where I've had sex with somebody where I'm like, oh, God. Like, <laughs> like and they've called me and they've asked me out again. And it's cool, but I'm like, oh, God, I was like drunk or weird or wild and I'm embarrassed. Like, what are they thinking of me? And then even if it wasn't as bad as I thought it was, in order to quiet my mind of freaking out about, you know, this experience I had with, with some guy, I would throw it into, like, writing. I'd be like, oh, my God, stop freaking out and spiraling and, and beating yourself up for this thing and what, what he may or may not be thinking of you. Fucking write a story about it or write a script and put it into the script or write anything just to, to shut your mind off. So it does fuel work. But anyway... 100% and it also uh, 
I think we feel so alone when we experience those things. Like, oh my God, I'm the only person that's ever done this. And by being able, being able to create art that does express that, yeah. it creates a physical manifestation that other people can look at and be like, oh my God, I feel that way. Yeah. I didn't know how to say it that way, but I felt it. Yeah, and, and I'm less alone. And then it just helps you feel, especially as women, feeling so much more confident and comfortable in our skin. I think it's a really important yeah. important thing that, you know, as artists or as people or as humans, we should really strive for. Oh, that's the thing, though, about relationships that I struggle with. is like, oh, my God, now I have to shrink to fit in the mold of what you need me to be to be right for you. And I yeah. don't, and that doesn't really work for me. I'm like, I'm great. I'm a loving person. I fucked up. I've had experiences that may not have been fuck ups, but those experiences I've learned. I make cool shit. I have the biggest heart in the world. I only want to be loving and to be loved. And if some dude's ego or religious upbringing or ideas of what's supposed to be right or how he wants to get to know me and what he wants to know at what point of the juncture of our relationship, it's like, I, I uh, I'm just doing my thing, and I don't want to feel like I have to like, you know, I have this podcast, I have an auditory thing where I'm just like, blah, 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 like this is, you know, for example, this episode, you know, where we're talking about all this shit. Like, I don't have time in my life because we are all just gonna die to feel like I need to be smaller. I need to like be a certain way to fit into this thing or apologize. It's are. like it's like I know what my intentions are. I know what my past is. I know I don't 100%. know what my future is. But like, like, you know, and like women make allowances for men way more lovingly and in a bigger way and like are more like cool so like fucking Dan Bilzerian you know what I mean I don't even really know that guy at all but like you know he's a, I'm sure there's some woman who's like what a kook I love that guy yeah he's just so <laughs> yeah, crazy totally he's such a you know he's an artist like it's like and men aren't as uh, not all men but like aren't as inclined to be like have an openness or willingness to like I don't know except or I feel like sometimes even woman. as women we don't allow ourselves to look at a woman and be like, you know what, she's going through a time, maybe it's not my deal right now, maybe I'm not going to hang out with that person, but yeah. you know what, oh, I hope they figure it out or whatever, and oh, just being yeah. accepting of it. Yeah, and there was some like religious quote that oh, my friend, the guy that I'm dating, told me where it's like, I'm not religious at all, but like, I'm spiritual, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> but, I'm espiritual. But like, what is the phrase where it's like, oh yeah, where the, the gist of it is like, it could have just as easily been me. Like one, one. It's like uh, something. So I don't know what the phrase is, but it's like, it's like if you're going to judge another person, know for sure. Like, for if if a few situations or were were switched or moved around, yeah, you could be in that other person's situation where you like, I don't know, you had too much to drink, or you are bro you're desperate, or you're broke, or you're in a weird mind, whatever. So it's like. What is that? Judge? Not, not, no, not though that one. I don't know anything about religious oh, shit. Uh, not the less it, you be judged. Not that okay. one. Okay. But it's like by, oh, fuck. <laughs> Listen, we're not, we don't know about extrapolating eggs and ovarian We're definitely stuff. not doctors. We're not doctors. We're not philosophers. We're, we're not religious philosophers. We're just two people living our lives. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Aristotle's head, like, just explodes. I look over him. He's like, that octave was too high. Why? Why did you have to do that? Um, oh, man. Oh, wait, though. So you go to the housewarming party for Stuart's housewarming party no, eight, eight months later. Birthday, birthday, eight months later, and you're like, woo, I got it all in my system. And you're like, hey, Stuart, did you bring a gift? No. What did you do? You walk, what'd you wear? You walked in there. Well, it was, uh, it was his 30th birthday party. So he uh, had everybody dress like they were, it was his 60th birthday party. So everybody dressed really old. Really? Yeah, it was really cute. Aww. So I wore these little man pants, and I was like, 
And then I remember too, I was with some friends when we were at dinner, and I remember being invited to it and thinking, if these guys want to go to this party after dinner, then I'll go. If not, I'm not going to. <gasps> oh my God. And they didn't know anything. Wow. So after dinner, I was like, hey, uh, there's this birthday party going on in Chinatown if you guys want to come. China. And they were like, yeah. And we were all the way in Venice. Oh, my God. So it was like a big if. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, sure, let's do it. So that's why I went. And then we were there, and then we closed down the place. It was this big Balkan music band playing, and we just danced all night. And and then that was it. And then it was, it was just, my guy. Really? Yeah. And it was a weird thing because I didn't even know what I was going to feel when I saw him again. Yeah. I just knew that I cared about him. We were really good friends, and I cared about him so much. Yeah. And I missed him, and I knew that, and he had invited me to his birthday party, and I was like, you know what? If these people want to go, I'll go, and we'll see what happens. And I had no idea that it was going to eventually turn into... Oh, my God. L-O-V-E. Oh, my God. Wait, hold on. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Carrying the one out of the two. Oh God. Um. Well, God. Oh, what else I want to ask you? I didn't get to tell you my killer trader toast story. Oh no, it's such a good story. I can tell. Wait, but the Emmys are when though? Uh, sometime in September. Some. Oh my God. Must be nice. You're like, nominated for Emmy. You're like, I don't know. What? Uh, I believe. It's the either the first or second week of September. So you're gonna okay. So you got a publicist. You're gonna get an outfit. Yeah, there's like go a whole store. thing happening now. Um, it's really cool. It's, it was my first TV credit too, which is crazy. You're auditioning. You're writing. Yep, and creating art with my little art collective. What's it called? Dama Rosa. Where do we find it? Uh, I guess the easiest thing would be Instagram. So it's at damarosa.com, which is Spanish for pink ladies. Wait, it's Domarosa.com on Instagram? I'm sorry. Whoa. Listen, girl. Whoa. Get your fucking shit together, Whoa. okay? <laughs> Domarosa.com is the website. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at Domarosa is the uh, Instagram. And then what are you on Instagram? So. Oh, boy. Here, <laughs> here we go. It's at Mish, so M-I-S-H-E. And then there's four underscores. Four underscores. I know. What a douchebag. But I mean, Wait. I'm, just, I, I'm my mom's child. And she then, spelled my name weird. But then what happens after the four and then underscores? It's a P R A D A Prada. Mish Prada. Unbelievable. I know. Whatever. They just follow the tags I put on Instagram. Yeah, they'll just figure follow it. Out. It's, Wait, it's too much. Do you, do you get free tickets to Universal Studios because of walk, uh, Walking no, Dead? No, I don't. Wait, who do you think I'm supposed to be with romantically? All this talk aside of the chatter mm. of the wonderful man in my life who treats me like a princess, whatever. All th- and mind your own business for two seconds. I'm on my podcast talking to my friend, mister, yeah. if you're listening. Um, yeah, who do you think, like, off the top of your head where you're like, Alexia, I did her podcast today. You know who she should be? Like, I'm talking an essence. I'm talking about a celebrity person. Maybe you have an, oh. an awareness of a director, a writer, a musician. I don't have anybody specifically. A vibe. But I feel that I can see somebody. All right. Okay, I love Hold this. Yes. One more sip. One more sip. Hold on, me too. I can feel mm-hmm. somebody that wants to be with you all, with you all the time, but can't mm-hmm. because they have a lot of shit to do, um, and then finds your funny things that sometimes you get a little embarrassed by really cute. Yeah. And and 
someone that isn't so self-involved in appearances. Okay, why? I don't know, because I feel like I could see you're so beautiful and talented and to have somebody not feel the need to compete with you on that. That's so comfortable in you being this like goddess that kind of gets to be around him and is more concentrated on his work, whether it's ideally creatively. Um, I could see that. Really? So you, you, I should be with a schlubby? No, not schlubby. ugly dude? No, not schlubby, <laughs> but somebody, you know, there's people that you're like, the scarf is tied just right. Oh, and like gross. the haircut's like, yeah. yeah. And there's, you know. I'm the, I'm the, the jewel. Yeah, I'm the babe. Like you're you're the prize, baby. I'm the prize. Oh, I and like that. You that. get to kind of shine a little bit, and is just happy to have that around. That sounds great. I like it. Let's find him. I think I already have him. Yeah, he's not schlubby or ugly, but he's pretty cool and cute. And <laughs> <laughs> no, and adores me. Not schlubby or ugly. Yeah. No. Oh, all right. Um, and then what can we do? What do we? What do we? What else do we check out of yours? And then I'll tell you my fucking hard hitting. Trader Joe's story. But where do people watch Fear the Walking Dead? Uh, on AMC.com. Okay. Um, and yeah, I think that's kind of it. So I'm at Trader Joe's. Okay. Living my life. All right. I'm on the Trader Joe's. There are, a few, there are a bunch of them here in Los Angeles. Okay. So many. I'm on the one on Third But yet not enough. Not enough. Too many. You decide. I'm on Third Street. Cross Street is Fairfax. It's a new, hip, happening, fresh, brand new Trader Joe's. I go there late at night, real quick. Not too late because they're not open that yeah, late. Yeah, I was like, 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 you're like, <laughs> I'm you like, get the after hours Trader Joe's? <laughs> <laughs> it's the after hours. You're like, I break into the Trader Joe's. <laughs> it's like 8.45, 9.15, okay? Real late. Swoop into the Trader Joe's. I have my period, all right? I'm a little bit freaked out. I think I don't have any extra damn. And I'm about to leak. I'm sorry I'm even telling this story. Wait, Trader Joe's carries tampons? No, I'm not even there for those. Oh, I'm okay. Do- I'm making a mad dash for <laughs> half and half. I'm making a mad dash for half and half. All right? While at the same time knowing that I'm about to bleed out. Okay? Freaking the fuck out. I'm like, Lexi, what, how important is half and half to you? And I'm like, uh, it's pretty important, Lexi. Okay? <laughs> so I like get in there and I'm walking and walking and walking. And then I look down. At the coffee place, they give the free coffee and you get the coffee sample because I'm like, hey. Oh, I know the place. I know. I'm like, I'm here. What am I, you know, not, not a human being? Do I not breathe? Do I not? Whatever. Okay. So I'm like, getting my free coffee. I look down and I see a trickle of blood on the ground. And then I look and there's a whole like Hansel and Gretel-esque kind of like crumb. No. Crumb like trail except not crumbs formed of blood like trickles. Leading to you. Like leading to me at getting my coffee get my, sample getting my, free, getting my free coffee, and I'm like, mm, this free coffee is amazing. And then I'm like, oh my god, oh my god. And then I'm like, I gotta get out of here. So I'm like, my legs are kind of clenched. And I'm like, Ooh, like just trying to like walk as quickly with my legs like uh, tightened together as as quickly as possible to like still buy. I'm like, are we still buying the half and half? I'm like, well, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Aristotle's like LOLing. <laughs> You know they have a bathroom at Trader Joe's, right? Oh fuck! Well, I didn't. Have, I, didn't I didn't have an extra tampon. And I didn't see that they. You just they, like wad up the toilet. I paper. should have. I don't know, but I was panicked. But already this trail of blood. So and then I'm like, I'm like, like just trying to make my way to buy the half and half and get the fuck out of there. And then I hear Alexi, hey, 
hey. And I like run into like my friends. Oh my God. It was like Augustine and her daughter, uh, Athena. Augustine and Athena are my two of my closest friends. They live in the neighborhood. We happen to run each other at the Trader Joe's. And I'm like, hey. And I'm t- all like terse and tight and taut and just like, uh, it seemed very anal retentive. And I'm like, hey, oh my God. Uh, I'm in a crazy rush. I'll explain later. Um, I'm just going to go buy this. Bye. And I like get my thing, get into my car, go home. And I didn't bleed. I like wasn't even that bloody at all. So I'm thinking, whose trickle of blood trail was what? that at Trader Joe's? Whose trickle of blood trail was that at Trader Joe's? And second, why? Why did I feel the need to take on the emotional responsibility of being a a, a bleeder at Trader Joe's? I can't believe it. I mean, I did have my period. I was. I did feel like I was like I felt like glug 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 like in my system where I was like this could be a problem, but like. So, uh, so I don't, I don't really know what that has to do with anything, but, uh, that's my Trader Joe's story. Someone had to clean up that trickle of blood. And then who, yeah, who was bleeding? We'll never know. I know. But, uh, but of course, typical me, typical Alexi, taking on the emotional responsibility of everybody else's problems and hijinks and, And uh, blood and blood, you know, spurts. (laughs) Anyway, listen, I... We've said a lot here today, okay? We've talked about Tijuana. We've talked about dating a potentially terrified white boy who loves and adores you, and he's going to be fine with everything you said on this podcast because he loves you. And if he's not, then he suck should it. take he should take. A I mean, at, I love he should, you. He should take a look at himself. We're not editing that unless you want to. <laughs> unless you want to text me later today, I'll edit whatever you want. Um, um, okay. We talked about Fear the Walking Dead passage. We talked about. Yep. Emmy nominations must be nice. Can't relate, but sounds cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Talked about art collectives. We know yep. where to find your art collective. Yeah, please. Um, what else do you want the girls and the people to know? Just be happy. Love yourself. Good luck, guys. You heard it here first. Don't, don't, like, own your blood trail. Own your blood trail, but it wasn't mine. No, but whoever but it was. Whoever it was, I wish they'd owned it. Let's, like, I owned it for them. <laughs> that's, what we, that's what we talk about here today. Thank you for being on my podcast. Thanks for having me. So drunk. Are we? Are you drunk? I don't know. I did have some lunch, so I feel you like you did. Yeah, oh, you you had the raw piece of toast. I had that raw piece of Ezekiel <laughs> Ezekiel raisin. Who eats raw toast? Like, I let's mean, be honest with that. Do you eat raw toast? It was no. cinnamon raisin Ezekiel oh, bread. Okay, well. You know, I got that at Trader Joe's too. But we'll <laughs> talk about that on the next podcast. Thank you for being here. Bye. 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 Now leaving Nerdist.com.